Welcome to The Cycle 365. I am your host, Cody Stoffer, and this is episode 28, recorded on April 8th, 2020. I am joined here by my other hosts, Jesse Boone. Simon Voriano. There he is. <laughs> yep, there he is over the phone. We got a, we got a much better setup, so we yeah. should be able to hear Simon a lot better, and he should be able to hear us a lot better. And we got a special episode for you guys this week. We're going to talk expansion in all of the major sport leagues in America, not named Major League Soccer. Yeah. Because we just said the big four. The big four. Yeah, the big four. Sports. It's not that soccer isn't important. (laughs) (laughs) But, and we're joined here by our special guest. Our special guest. A uh, guest. John, if you'd like to introduce yourself and why you're here. Hi, uh, my name is John. Uh, I wouldn't consider myself a sports expert, but what I am an expert in is uh, geography. And I think this is important. <laughs> so John's going to bring in some geographical insight, and we're going to kind of counter back and forth through teams and maybe even come up with team names depending on how good of an idea we think they are. So we all ready to get yeah. get to it? I think I think first thing we should do is let John give a, give us a little bit about your background, about how you, like, you, how you are a geographer and like stuff like that and just tell us what what well, you can bring to the table well I, I study geography uh and i love looking at like the spatial aspects of things in general but uh one one thing that i think is interesting is like the spatial spatial uh aspect of sports teams like where they are their influence and um it's also interesting thinking about expansion you know the logistics and where you would put them why you put them where wouldn't you put them why wouldn't you put them there <laughs> just stuff like that and uh, I think it would be interesting from my perspective because I'm not a sports expert. <laughs> yeah. All right, and uh, Simon, Jesse, and I will counter with what we know about sports and see if we have points to counter with or even points to agree with you on. So, John, we're going to start in the NFL. What are some of the best places for new NFL teams to go according to from a geographical perspective? Well, uh, there are several ways to go about choosing uh, where to put teams. One, the most, the easiest way is simply looking at filling in the gaps. Uh, where are areas that just don't have teams nearby or that have a large enough market to support teams? And uh, some of the easiest <laughs> ones to go for are teams that, uh, or are city, major cities that used to have teams but don't anymore. And so for me, for me, part of my top four expansion teams would be St. Louis and San Diego for that reason. They're very large markets. And they simply they their teams did really well there, and they left. So there's an open market. There's there's room there's room there, and it can make it in my opinion. Uh, the other two would be San Antonio and Orlando, also two very large cities. And there's also some evidence to back up why those would work very well, um, in my opinion. Specifically, looking at the recent Alliance of American Football <laughs> League. Simply thinking about the uh, the XFL. The Alliance went out two years ago. I know. The XFL I know. Was last year. Okay, but you're talking about the Alliance. Okay. Yeah, specifically for San Antonio and Orlando. Okay. For the XFL, though, another reason, <laughs> I guess, for a reason to back up St. Louis is that the XFL's the BattleHawks are doing very well in St. Louis. Yep. Right. As far as I know. No, but I know what you're talking about yeah. with the Orlando Apollos. Yes. I yeah. think was their name in the San Antonio. I almost said Express, but that's the expansion Memphis. team in Matt. Memphis. Matt. Commanders, yeah, commanders. Yeah, commanders, commanders is uh, the San Antonio, but uh, yeah. and one you look at the numbers simply they did really well. Uh, I think I briefly brushed up on the uh, numbers and Orlando for their best game they brought in thirty thousand attendance, you know, uh, and which is really good. 
And also looking at that, you can also see what cities worked well and which ones didn't, just basically looking at that chart, seeing which games people showed up to. And one of those consistent and consistently, like one of the biggest games I think was Orlando versus San Antonio. Like people came out to support San Antonio. Uh, and I think San Antonio, there's a culture there. Texas culturally is a football state. You know I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of Texas, uh, Simon, you could probably agree with that. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, San Antonio, they're, they're crazy about it. The most state championships in high school football history come from the San Antonio-Houston area in Texas. Yeah. So that's a little nugget there. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, the Texas Triangle just filling out, you know, I think San Antonio, there's a lot of room. They, they, they need a team, in my opinion. Simon. <clears throat> yeah. What was, what did the support look like for the commanders when the AAF was alive and well? Like, just from people that you know back there, were they on board for the commanders? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. You know, I mean, obviously they're not like the Cowboys or even really the Texans, but, you know, the people in San Antonio are really proud of the teams they have. They don't really have a lot of teams, you know. They have, this, they have the San Antonio Spurs right now, but, like, at least as far as I know, that's pretty much it. You know, there's not really much of a college presence there. You know, I mean, I guess you have the University of San Antonio, but nobody really cares about them. And so we, we've seen, you know, the support in San Antonio and in other sports. But when the commanders came to San Antonio, everyone loved them. But I think it's also, you know, helpful to keep in mind that they were good, too. You know, uh, but that doesn't mean they didn't have a really good home field advantage, because they did. A lot of people in San Antonio, in my opinion, really bought into the commanders. And, you know, they, they loved the brand. And then they folded and... Now they still don't have a team. So I think San Antonio would be a perfect spot in my opinion. I definitely agree. I think San Antonio is a uh, prime location. Um, as you said, it, it basically is an untapped market. I mean, there's a, a professional baseball or a basketball team there. But other than that, there's really nothing there. Um, like Simon mentioned, the University of Texas San Antonio um, the college is there. But the next closest thing would be Texas State. And that's still up in... Um, Austin. What is it? It's not in Austin, no. It is in... Uh, no. I forgot what it's called, but it's, it's just it's just north of, of San Antonio, but it's it also it's Texas yeah. State, so no one really cares about Texas State. But um, so yeah, yeah, there's just not they there's a lot of people there with not a lot of sports to root for. I think another thing to consider is Simon. You mentioned that people like the Commanders because they were successful, but thinking back to the Houston Texans, they were an expansion team back in 2002, I believe, yep. and they were really bad out the gate. Yeah, they still have a pretty strong fan base right now. So I think that just because of the sheer number of people in Texas, it doesn't really matter if the team is, I mean, they can't be bad for like ever, but that's the same with almost any team. So I think that they'll be able to yeah. garner support and eventually get good as well. Oh yeah, no, I agree. And you know, Texas, <laughs> it's one of those states that it's big enough where you could definitely split it into different areas. And people in San Antonio, like, when they have something to root for, this is just, you know, from my own personal experience, but when they have something to root for, they get behind it, you know? Uh, I would love to personally see a Dallas versus San Antonio rivalry, because already as this, this is just a cultural thing, there is one that exists right now. If you add in football, then that just gets way more intense. Because Dallas and Houston, it's kind of a rivalry, but, like, like, nobody really cares. Let's be, like, I'll be real, like, Houston people care, and then after, go outside of that city, and nobody really cares. But if you pit a Dallas team versus San Antonio team, like, oh, people will pack the stands, whether it's high school basketball, 
football, track, soccer, whatever, you know, because they love that. And, you know, there's there's a lot of, you know, a rivalry, family ties that go in there as well. And it gets personal. And I think San Antonio is a perfect spot, you know. I think that's definitely a spot where you'll find a loyal, rabid fan base to support a new franchise. You can even call them the Alamos. San Antonio <laughs> Alamos? I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of that. <laughs> the San Antonio Outlaws. Maybe. That's copyrighted. Yeah, no, <laughs> Please don't sue us. I definitely agree that San Antonio would probably be the top of my list as well of a place to, if we're talking about expansion into a new city, I think that's a great place to go. So we talked about San Antonio a little bit. John, can you give us some more details on Orlando and why that makes such sense? We obviously know about the Apollos, yeah. but what other reasons make sense? And part of my questioning is, there's already three teams in Florida. That's and I was going to touch on that. Uh, it's kind of, I guess, it's one of those on-the-fence ones, you know? Because most of the evidence for why I believe it belongs there is simply because of the of the Apollos, you know? They packed the stance for the Apollos. Uh, I understand that a lot of that had to do with the fact that the Apollos were a very good team, so they were worth rooting for. But, as far as I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you're right. It is a. It would be. It would be an oversaturated market. It ended up being probably the most teams in the state. <laughs> uh, Could be right there with yeah. California. Yeah. Well, California, the uh, Raiders are leaving. True. So it'd be three. So they would have the most teams of any state. Yeah. So it would be an oversaturated market. So that's why it's kind of one of those. Yeah. You know what I mean? If anything, it might even be better just to move the Jaguars there. But <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I was gonna say. You know. I think adding yeah. a fourth team to Florida isn't the best idea. Mm-hmm. It's it's like. There aren't many places in the, in the United States that can support four teams. I would say Texas is maybe one, but even three might be the max there. I don't think that the state of Florida could really be successful in taking a fourth team, but I definitely was going to say yes. I think it would be more beneficial to move a team like Jacksonville down to Orlando if you're going to mm-hmm. move them um, to really try to revive the that franchise. But I don't know how smart putting a fourth team in there is. I mean, I have my... Uh, I have a few cousins that live in Orlando, and um, people there are pretty much either Dolphins fans or Jaguars fans, and most of them are Jaguar fans anyways, so I mean, why not move it down there and just get a better better showing for the Jaguars? I think it would be an interesting experiment, maybe. See, have a couple games and play in Orlando, see what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, and I'm not too familiar with Florida and what's where everything is, so how far is Orlando compared to Tampa Bay? Jacksonville and Miami. Uh, Orlando is it's much closer to Tampa than it is the other two. Uh, it's kind of in the center. You know what I mean so of the pan, of the of the uh, peninsula, you know I mean? upper center ish okay. area. Uh, so that's that's another thing. That's another consideration. It's very close to Tampa, but if a lot of them already support Jacksonville, uh, you know I mean as opposed to Tampa, you know I mean <clears throat> so maybe there might that might not be an issue. You know I mean? One one thing that may make this work is Jacksonville is actually one of the teams considering going to London. Yeah. They're considering moving and the owner has showed a lot of interest in leaving Jacksonville and leaving Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. So whether Jacksonville moves to Florida or whether they move overseas, do you think that that spot for Orlando exists and which one is better? Well, I think either, either the Jaguars leave or they just move to Orlando. But I think, Orlando needs a team, I think, uh, and it can't exist with Jacksonville, with Jacksonville in the picture. Uh, so either Jacksonville needs to get out or just move there for that to happen. You know, as long as Jacksonville, as long as the Jaguar, Jaguars are where they are, Orlando can't happen. Uh, 
so they need to move in order for that to occur. Yeah, I could definitely mm-hmm. see a, a situation mm-hmm. where the Jaguars move to London and then you add a team in Orlando. That could definitely happen. Yeah. Simon, do you think yeah. that do you think that if the Jaguars were to move to Orlando, like I know what I think about. I think that they would have to rebrand. I don't think they should be the Orlando Jaguars. What do you think they'd have to do? Do you think they have to clean house if they're doing something like that? Um, Jaguars, maybe. Yeah, I would. I would say so. If they move to Orlando, you know that is. If they move to like you know like overseas, and I, I think they just keep it as is. But yeah, I kind of, I kind of think that they should. Like, I don't know. This is just my way of thinking. But you know, obviously Disney's a huge company, right? And like you know, Orlando, like that's is it Disney World or Disneyland? Disney, Disney World. Know. One of those are they? Universal. Uh, okay, whatever. One of them is down there, you know, and I already know the Orlando Magic is sponsored by Disney and whatnot, and I don't know, this is just kind of a dream scenario, but I think it'd be dope, low-key, if Disney, you know, bought a stake in the NFL, you know, and they they rebranded the Jaguars. Obviously, like, it'd have to be something, you know, like, tough, you know what I mean? But I, I would like to see, uh, you know, a, a, a rebranded, Jacksonville Jaguars slash Orlando team in Orlando if that wants to happen. But I do agree with John that, you know, with where the Jaguars are right now, um, it kind of, I don't know, it's kind of, it's, it's killing the chances of a uh, Orlando football team in the NFL, you know, so. You heard it here yeah. first, folks. Simon is okay with our Disney overlords taking over the NFL next. I mean, who's to say they weren't going to do that already? <laughs> Come on, Simon, you don't want to <laughs> see yeah, that. You don't want to see the Orlando princesses play in the NFL? Come on. Uh, or they could go with the Star Wars team, Jesse. That'd be cool, too. But yeah. <laughs> The Orlando Baby yeah, Yodas. <laughs> yeah. Or the Orlando Avengers, because they own Marvel. Be, oh, Yo, that would okay. actually be tight. <laughs> but, okay, so that yeah. addresses, like, the new cities that we talked about a little bit. Yeah. So... San Diego, you talked about how we and we all know that the Chargers shouldn't have left San Diego. No. So, <laughs> yeah, they should still be there. Yeah. Like that that's obvious just by the number of people that aren't in the seats for Chargers games and just by the uproar that happened from them moving. Mm-hmm. Do you still think that there's room for a San Diego team even with all the teams in LA? Well, yeah, I mean LA, yeah, LA is a big enough market for its own, for itself. I don't know of that many people that are willing to drive all the way to LA for a Chargers game anymore. You know, what I, mean? I think they and they supported the Chargers. They, I think they'll support any team. Uh, I don't know how did they how did the fleet do? I didn't look that up. I didn't watch much today. Um, yeah. The fleet didn't do great in San Diego, but that's because they were very up and down. Okay. I would say like they didn't really have any memorable players. If I'm being honest, so that was one of the bigger problems there. Well, I also think that San Diego in general kind of have fair weather fans. Fair enough. With yeah. the Chargers, when they weren't good, there wouldn't be as many seats yeah. in the stands. But the problem with the Chargers being in LA is that they were good and there weren't people in the stands. Because the LA does doesn't care at all. I don't think LA is a football city. I just frankly don't think so. I think you know. As big as they are. I mean, there's yeah. been a lot of turnover with L.A. throughout the years. I mean, yeah. the Rams left once. The Raiders left once. The Rams come back. The Rams came back. back. <laughs> the Raiders 
had a chance to go to LA, but they didn't. So I think they made the right choice with Las Vegas. Though I think that's a good. We'll get to that. Oh though. yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. No, they they made the right the right choice. Going to say or Las Vegas. Um, I don't know. I just think even with the Rams coming back, I think that's more of an identity for LA. Um, so I think that's why most of the allegiance lies within football. I just don't. I, I personally don't think they care about the Chargers. I mean, because the Rams had at least been there before. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, and I think, I think the reason why I'm thinking about it is like they went from having no teams to two, and one of those. You're right. The Rams had an advantage, uh, simply because one, they're a fairly good team. <laughs> and, At that point, yeah. yeah. And two, they're they just had that history there, and they already had that ident- identity. Also, they were there first. Yeah, and so. they were there first. I think if the Chargers had gotten there first, maybe, maybe but they definitely dropped the ball. <laughs> that's fitting. <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't really understand the move of the Chargers moving to LA. I thought San Diego was a good market for them. I yeah. think what they should have done is instead of because like they played at um, a college stadium, they should have just built a, built an actual stadium. That's what they should have done. Instead of relocating, they should have built an actual stadium and well, still been the same. They stadium. they relocated because I think there are some issues for trying to build a stadium. Which is, like, that happens a lot of the time in the NFL. And that's the same reason that the Rams left, is because it was easier to build a new stadium in L.A. than it was to update or rebuild the stadium in St. Louis. Because of the standards that the NFL holds on stadiums and stuff. Which is obviously something to consider with all of this, is the city's willingness. So I think, out of everything that you mentioned, I think that San Antonio is the best candidate out of all four that you mentioned just because I mean St. Louis does have the base there but once again it's a matter of the city stepping in and also doing its part same with the San Diego team and same with the Orlando team so I'd say as far as city willingness goes it probably goes San Antonio Orlando San Diego St. Louis and then San Diego yeah that's how I'd rank it does anyone disagree no San Diego, I mean San, San Antonio is one. San Antonio number one. Oh, yeah. Orlando two, in the sense that it'd be the easiest to start a team there just because. And they have the money too. Orlando's a. They get money. Orlando has money. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Can I touch on oh, St. Louis real fast? We didn't yeah. really talk that much about St. Oh, yeah, St. Louis, yeah. Um, I think. Th- I've been really wanting to talk about this one a lot because of the Battle Hawks. Um, me and Cody talked about on one of the podcasts while sports was happening during the XFL. One of our recaps, we're talking about how St. Louis had to open up their second deck for fans to come in to watch the Battle Hawks because they were that popular. And like I think it shows that St. Louis is still one football team. I still think, obviously, it's the Midwest, Missouri area. Like They love football, too. It's very yeah. close to the South. Um, and I think that the people in that city want a football team. And I think that I might... I guess I'll have one disagreement with you. I think, well, no, you said St. Louis. I would say St. Louis might even be ahead of Orlando in a better place to put a football team. Um, willingness to have a football team by the city, probably still Orlando ahead of them. But I think a better place to have a football team would be St. Louis than Orlando. I think it makes sense. Plus, St. Louis, they're a sports culture in the first place anyway. You know, because the Cardinals have a deep history there. And, you know, even the Rams, they won a Super Bowl while in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And they have the greatest show on turf being a historical, like, not not every team gets a nickname for 
a side of the ball. And the Rams, the St. Louis Rams, are amongst one of them. So I think as far as base goes, they'd be a great place. And if they could get the city to either update the stadium that they have, because I think that it's fine, they basically have to get rid of the concrete slabs on the side of the field because people get hurt on it all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, we've seen it. They Cleats don't work on concrete, or they just need to build a new stadium. I think uh, one, one thing about St. Louis is that there are obviously political reasons outside of football. Uh, St. Louis has a lot of economic troubles. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of things outside football. But the most of the reason why I was recommending St. Louis is similar to what Jesse was saying. It was mostly to do with the fact that the Battle Hawks do really well and people come out. You know what I mean? They came out for the Rams and they come out for the Battle Hawks. Uh, but there are those challenges with St. Louis. Economically, politically, you know what I mean? It's, I mean there's a lot of outside factors to it. Yeah, you know I mean? and the, those are things that... That I was kind of talking about, which is like, you know, politics are a part yeah. of expansion teams and they're a part of maintaining teams too. Mm -hmm. So, but and yeah, St. Louis is probably the only place left in the Midwest to expand. You know, most of the other Midwest is fairly spread out. You know, the, the Midwest is very well taken care of with the exception of St. Louis. You know, when it comes to football. Anyways, that's all I wanted to say yeah. about St. Louis. Okay. So, I mean, do you have any other thoughts on St. Louis? Uh, not St. Louis. I wasn't sure if we were going to go into this, but I just wanted to ask your thoughts, John, about a team in Oklahoma City. I'll get to Home that. Of, uh, you know. At, yeah, we'll, we'll, oh, are we going to get to it? Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Those are my top okay. four. Well, Those are my top we'll four. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we'll use this as a moment to transition. Coming up next, John's going to bring up some Other kind teams. of honorable yeah. mention right. cities that we'll discuss and may have a bit harder of a path to travel and some international expansion mm -hmm. coming up next. Welcome back to the cycle three, six, five. This is episode 28. Um, we just talked about our, you know, the, the best places to put NFL teams, but we're going to, Go a little bit deeper in now and talk about some honorable mentions that John had. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, our guest. We have our guest John here still, um, expert in geography. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say expert. He's our geography guy. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna dive into uh, we're gonna dive in a little bit more here to some places that we think could be could support a football team, but there's definitely more that that uh, can be talked about, and we'll also go into the international. Uh, International so again so let's start in the US yeah. John yeah so again some of these are some there there are different reasons for all these teams as I prefaced before uh, some of them are just simply filling in gaps and geographic gaps uh, markets that could support them but don't have any teams nearby and others are for other reasons for instance uh, AAF results and or XFL results not as much XFL in this one but um, anyway and no particular order uh, for uh, teams that I think would do that I think are possible or interesting to think about in uh, the United States would be Portland, Birmingham, Oklahoma City, Memphis, Salt Lake City, and Honolulu. We'll throw Honolulu into yeah. the international, like because Honolulu is so far away. Uh, I originally had it in my international one. Yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. Um, let's talk about OKC first because um, Simon did mention that in the last mm -hmm. the last uh, segment. So give us your 
reasons of why you think OKC mm-hmm. is a good place. All right. Well, pros for OKC. Uh, it's a big market. Uh, a lot of people live in OKC, uh, and there's no football team there. It's a it's a it's an open market, <laughs> open to tap. Uh, and they got a sports culture already. They're strong sports culture. They come out for the Thunder, <laughs> as far as I know. Yeah, as we have Cody here. <laughs> thunder fans show out. They, yeah, they, they care. They, they care. care. So they got a sports culture. That's it's a matter, matter of fact. They got a sports culture. Uh, as for reasons why, maybe not, simply because uh, proximity to Dallas. Uh, similar to why you could say San Antonio might not work, you know, Dallas might not like that. You know, tapping into OKC, but uh, I think OKC is a good is a good option. Probably number one out of all of these. But I'd agree. Yeah, Simon, I want to hear your um your thoughts on this because again, you are the one that brought it up in the last segment. So, why do you think OKC, or like, what were you thinking about with OKC? Yeah. Um. <laughs> first off, John's right. There's really not much you could do out there. You know, there was the GW Zoo, but uh, this is for all my Tiger King fans out there, but that's obviously shut down. <laughs> and I'm just being honest, they have great fans, and I, I get the threat of Dallas being there. That like that that could that's definitely a little bit of a threat, but at the same time, just so this is I'm, I'm from I'm from North Texas, Plano, which is north of Dallas, and so there's a lot of like tech, there's a pretty big mix of Texans and Oklahomans there. You know, like native-wise, I should say. And people who are from Oklahoma that live in Texas would drive to Oklahoma to watch an Oklahoma football game. You know, because they, especially if it's football. Because if I know anything about Oklahomans that live in Texas, the, oh my God, they they love football. And they will antagonize every single Dallas fan you could find. And they're so annoying, but they love it. And they're insane about it. And so I don't think uh, Dallas would be that much of a threat because, if I'm being honest, like Oklahoma and a team in Oklahoma City would draw some fans from Dallas, even from the North Texas area, the DFW area. I should be specific because there are a lot of people from Oklahoma who do end up moving to Texas, or you know, people from Texas moving to Oklahoma and back and forth. And so, and that's just a natural thing, you know. That's uh, I think there's a pretty big following. In North Texas as it is, if there's not one in Oklahoma already, so I don't think that would be as big of a as big of a problem. I think honestly, a team in Oklahoma City would thrive, and I could see an awesome Oklahoma City versus Dallas rivalry brewing up, which would be. I mean, I won't say it would be just like it, but it would be similar or have the same kind of vibes as a Oklahoma Sooners versus a UT Longhorns type of football game, and those are intense. So. Yeah. Those are just my thoughts, though. So. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I was going to touch on that coming right off with perfect segue. And what I was going to say is, like, why I think um, OKC would ha- be good to have a team there and why it would thrive in, uh, like, countering the fact that, yes, Dallas is there. I don't think – I think it would actually be a helpful thing, not a hindering thing, because Texas and Oklahoma have such a bitter sports rivalry that I think it would make them thrive. Like, let's have this Dallas-OKC rivalry, and everyone would love to watch it. It would be a big-time thing. Um, it just basically becomes the Red River rivalry, Red River rivalry 2.0. So I mean, and I think yeah. the, the the point I was trying to make about Dallas was not simply because of like, I I mean like football politics, as in Dallas not wanting their market to be the Cowboys not wanting their market to be eaten into. You know? I think I think if anything, it, a guy like Jerry Jones would actually see this as an opportunity. 
mm. more than anything because I just think, I mean, well, they already sell out basically their stadium every time, but that being able to market that as a rivalry of sorts, like they won't even have to be in the same division, I don't think, for people to pack the stands in Oklahoma or Dallas for an OKC versus Cowboys game. Then that goes away my only essentially con. In that case, I honestly think OKC could probably be replaced one of the top four. Yeah, I was about to say, (laughs) OKC is probably an upper echelon expansion Uh, team in my eyes. We can talk about which one maybe later that would replace. I mean, first, right off my head, I would probably replace Orlando with OKC. Okay. Um, Just because, I mean, unless the, the Jaguars move happens... Um, I just think... If the Jaguars don't stay exactly where they are, OKC. Yeah. It's a conditional thing with Orlando. Yeah, but I'm going to say, but I'm gonna say yeah. as of right now, out of the top four, I would take Orlando out and put OKC in, but that's just my opinion. I, I totally agree, and I'm, and I'm totally for it. And, you know, like, being, being a big a Thunder fan, a lot of people in the NBA seem confused, mainly be, just because I know that... A lot of people in the NBA were confused when the Supersonics left for OKC. A lot of people didn't think that the appeal was going to be there, but OKC has suffered some horrible seasons. Like, some of historically the worst NBA seasons ever. But the fans still showed up when they were terrible. And And the fans still show out when we traded all of our stars away. And the fans still showed up to a team that didn't have the same identity because they just cared that much about the basketball team, I think it'll only be better for the football team. OKC is not fair weather fans. No, they're loyal fans for yep. sure. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think anyone else got anything on OKC? I think we've only pauses, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've only talked about how like that should be a top four. Um, yeah. Do we talk about these other ones real fast? Yeah, let's go ahead. Okay. I'm down to talk about the other ones. Simon, do you have all your thoughts on OKC down? Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I, I do see where you're coming from, John, because Hey, Jerry Duncan thinks this way. Uh, I mean, who's to say he won't do everything he can to try to kill an OKC NFL project? And he does carry a lot of influence, but uh, I mean, I'd, I'd still say even then, like, there's a lot of people in the NFL who hate the Cowboys and who hate Jerry Jones and would love to override him on this. So I, I, so I do get where you're coming from, though. I could see the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones trying to kill an OKC project, kind of similar to what the... Uh, Washington Redskins are doing back in the day, back in the 60s and 70s. Nobody remembers this, but they were trying to kill the idea of a team in Dallas. And then that happened, and then that ended up being a huge rivalry to this day. So I don't know, but I, I see where you're coming from, John, with the Cowboys and Dallas being a threat to an OKC franchise. Yeah, all right. So what are, what are some other cities you got there, John? Uh, some interesting ones. Uh, Portland. Uh, I think Portland's... Uh, the thing about Portland is, I think they have a uh, they have a sports culture. I believe. You know what I mean? They, yeah, I mean, yeah. The Oregon Ducks are yeah. That's what I'm saying. The Oregon Ducks, in, they do well. Portland area. I mean, also the Trailblazers do pretty well yeah. as well. Yeah, Oregon State. Sure. Um, so I mean, the football teams do well. And it's a big it's a big place. You know, uh, I guess you could argue it's proximity to Seattle. You, you know, like oh well, they have the Seahawks already. They commute to go see the Seahawks. Why would they? Why do they need a team? Kind of thing. But um, obviously, I wouldn't say Portland is would be anywhere near my first choice. But I do believe that it would be up there with the choice, a viable choice. You know what I mean? Simon, what are your thoughts on a Portland football team? Yeah, no, I think it'd be a good choice. I, I agree that it wouldn't be my first choice, you know. But I think it'd be a solid choice. You know, we've seen the like y'all already mentioned the success 
of the Portland Trail Blazers there and, you know, the Oregon Ducks. And, you know, see, it's interesting because Portland isn't like, I don't know, how do I say this? It's not like your stereotypical crazy sports town, I'd say. Like, they still love their sports teams, but there's definitely kind of a different vibe to it, you know? Kind of like Denver. Like, I'd say if you were to think, like, compare, you know, what a potential Portland franchise would look like, I think looking at the Seattle Seahawks is is a great example, you know, a great comparison. Because I think the fan base would be like that, very loyal, you know? Maybe not as super rabid, but a very loyal, like, you know, um, fan base. And I think it is an untapped market there uh, as of right now as well. So, yeah, I mean, that's all I got to say, really. It's not my first choice, like John said, but it's it's a choice. <laughs> I'd say that it's a viable choice. Yeah. I'm gonna, the only thing I'm going to agree with, the only thing I can say, the only thing that, yeah, just deters me from that is the um, relevant location to Seattle. I mean, it's what, like a three-hour yeah. drive? So, I mean... I mean, it's cl- definitely... <laughs> Um, I will say that cities on this list have been closer, specifically Orlando, San Diego, uh, even OKC, San Antonio, mm-hmm. definitely closer than Portland and Seattle, but see, I just, yeah. one thing that I have to say, and it's kind of a, a counterpoint to Simon is in Seattle, I feel like they really ride for the Seahawks and like, they have a brand of like the 12th man. They sell jerseys for the fans. The fans have their own Jersey. Like no one wears number 12 in Seattle. And I just don't think you're going to get that same kind of atmosphere in Portland. Um, I, I think you'll get the, a good atmosphere, like, just not that atmosphere. I think that the identity and loyalty is to the Seahawks. I'd agree. Mm-hmm. I think it's just uh, a the, tough... They're the Northwest team. Yeah, it's tough to... I think it'd be tough. I don't know if it would be a very welcomed team in that area. I don't mean like... I don't know how much... How many of the Portland... Portland faithful or whatever if you want to call them that would be like oh we can have root for our team now when like who cares let's still root for the Seahawks you know um so yeah, I just think it's such a it'd be a hard brand. market to break into yeah it's a, yeah. it's a very strong brand you definitely have to do some polling or something yeah to see so, if people even want it I yeah. think that's what I would struggle with but mm-hmm. again that's what I'm saying it's not my first choice but it's I think it, it's one that warrants thinking about you mean yeah so yeah, that does it for Portland. Um, John, give us what what is your next one that we can talk about? Memphis. I think Memphis is an interesting one to talk Memphis, about. Memphis, Tennessee. Cody, you want to start us off with Memphis, Tennessee? So we were talking a little bit during the break about this, and you did bring up some good points that. Well, I guess I could bring up those. That, yeah. Well, yeah. Go ahead and tell us what yeah. some of your points were. Uh, well, Memphis is a big market. It's a big city, <laughs> uh, and the Express did fairly well there. As far as I know, uh, how did the Express do in Memphis? Uh, Simon. Simon. Yeah, uh, I mean you're right. They did do fairly well fan-wise. Like people still came out and watched. I mean their team was trash. They weren't. <laughs> I'll just be honest. They weren't good at all. Like they resorted to Johnny Manziel, and then he got a concussion one game into his career there. So it's I don't know. It's interesting. They're a loyal fan base. I'd say. Like I feel like. It's going to sound messed up. They're not used to having sports franchises that are successful there. Like, the Grizzlies obviously did well there. But in terms of football in the AAF, they, I don't know, I think the fans kind of just expected it. But they still came. And they still came and watched, uh, you know, Memphis Express games. 
So I think that's just a testament to how loyal this city is to, you know, to their sports teams. Yeah, I think the fact that they were trash and they still had good turnout is further bringing home the point that they're they have a good culture there, one that's willing to support yeah. a team, even though the Titans are in uh, Nashville. You mean? See, and I and I think that you know the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are a good example of a team that has fans show up whether they're doing good or whether they're doing pretty bad. I just, well, I guess, what do you guys know about, like, population density from Memphis in comparison to Nashville? Well, it's smaller than Nashville, uh, but it's still pretty big. <laughs> uh, it's about it's about the size of some of the other cities we talked about here. You just because... Just cause the Titans, the Titans aren't known for having like crazy home field advantage. Like they don't, they don't sell out the stadium like some of the other NFL teams that we see. So I just don't know what putting another sports team in would look like, and I don't think that they would be a sellout crowd in an NFL stadium. No, no. Because AAF stadiums are smaller, or were, I guess, smaller than NFL stadiums. So I mean, what do you, what do you have to think about that? Like Nashville versus Memphis, and can two teams exist in Tennessee? From a football I'm perspective, I'm not sure if two teams were to exist. But if I'm being honest, if that, I, I okay. Well, let me let me backtrack. I'm not sure if two teams could exist, but I think if the Tennessee Titans to rebrand Loki and you know move to Memphis, that would be better for business. Like I know Nashville, like there's a bigger population there, but. In general, I'm just I'm just gonna be honest. I think that people who live in Memphis or in that kind of area are just generally more loyal to their sports team. You know, I mean, because you could throw it back and look at the University of Memphis. Uh, the wait, hold up, are they the Tigers? They are, yeah. The college Memphis, team, Memphis Tigers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's they're pretty successful. Uh, like, granted, like they've had some really good squads in the past, but a lot of people show up. I remember watching the Memphis versus SMU game, and that was wild. Like, there are a lot of people there. And in college football, you know, generally, there are a little bit more fans than, um, you know, NFL football. But, so anyways, I think it'd be better, low-key, if the Titans lose to Memphis. But if we were to talk about if two teams that could survive in Tennessee, you know, it being Nashville and Memphis, I think, low-key, Memphis will probably have the team that does better, if any. If I'm just being honest, so... I think as far as uh, Tennessee being able to support two teams, uh, one kind of comparison I think of is North Carolina. Uh, They're very similar sized states with similar populations. Um, But the thing is, is that uh, North Carolina is kind of centered around the research triangle in that Raleigh, Durham, and Charlotte are fairly close together. Uh, Memphis and uh, Memphis and Nashville are a little bit more spread apart, which is why I think there's a better possibility that maybe it could work. But I, I agree that it would be difficult to make two teams work there, and it'd probably be better just to move the Titans. I think that the mm-hmm. I think that a team in Memphis, if we're just comparing and contrasting everything at the same time, I think a team in Memphis makes more sense than one in Portland, personally, mm-hmm. just because I think that there's there's definitely a football culture that exists in Memphis. Like, we know that a, a, a strong, loyal football culture exists in Memphis. And that that's just kind of like a way of life, too. Well, I mean, it is part of the South. I mean, that's, you know, football football is king down there. So, you know, like, it's, it would be okay. 
I know. I still struggle with. I don't know if they would be able to fill, fill a stadium for sure. I don't think it would, especially if there's two teams in the state of Tennessee. If one team can't even fill the stadium, I don't, what should what should say that two teams can fill the stadium? So I don't think. I don't. I personally don't think that having two teams in Tennessee is the best option. And I also would agree with you guys. And I think that the Titans should probably stay in Nashville. Um, I've been to both recently. And um, for, for an extended period of, of stay, um, one, one for, for coaching and in a football sense, and you can just feel that, like, yes, there's football down there, but I still think Nashville is a place that the Titans need to be, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think Memphis is a hard one. Memphis is a tough one to say. But it's an, it's an interesting one, though. Yeah. It's definitely one worth discussing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Memphis... Uh, I think definitely if n- there wasn't a team in Nashville already, Memphis for sure. Oh, yeah. If there was no teams Na- yeah. in Tennessee, then yeah. yeah. Nashville kind of complicates it all. Yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think, and another thing about the Titans is that they are already a moved team. Mm-hmm. They were the Houston Oilers. Yeah, I knew that, yeah. So mm-hmm. moving teams twice just, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense, and it's conflicting for the fan bases. Especially the people in Nashville. They won't, they won't go to Memphis games. No. Memphis Memphis people will go to Nashville games Absolutely. right now just because that's where it's always been as long as they've been in Tennessee but Nashville people won't go to the Memphis games. I don't so you'll sure. be losing fans, I think. That's also, point, yeah. I also want to say that the Titans as we all saw are up and coming. I mean, they have a pretty good team and they're just going to build on it and they I mean, they can make a run these next few years. Like, There's no reason to abandon ship in Tennessee yet. Yeah. So yeah. in a perfect world, a team in Memphis but this isn't a perfect world. So. The Chargers would probably do better yeah. in Memphis in, than yeah. L.A. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, any of these yeah. options are better than the Chargers being in L.A. <laughs> yeah. Even Orlando yeah. is probably better than the L.A. Chargers. Yeah. But yeah. what what are what are some other cities on on your list? We'll we'll just try and Bust rapid them. fire them and then yeah. kind of sort them. Birmingham, uh, football culture, Ooh. but obviously we'd be competing with the already well established uh, college teams there. Maybe not, maybe. Uh, the Irons, I think, did okay. How do the Irons do, <laughs> Simon? Uh, Birmingham Irons, they did really good. I mean, it's Alabama in football. You know? mm-hmm. that, honestly, you really can't go wrong with that. I think, I don't know, I think a team in Alabama would do really well, even with the Crimson Tide or even the Auburn Tigers there. You know, because, I mean, you... Like let's let's be real. This is this is pro football. This is in college. You know, like there have been teams that have existed. You know, in places where there are some college powerhouses that still thrive. You know, uh, we can look at Georgia, that being one. Um, Louisiana being another one. Texas even. And so I really do think that that team in Alabama would thrive, as shown with the Birmingham Iron. Just I don't, I don't know. They they're just crazy about football and. If I'm to make a comparison, I would think, uh, like, this is just me, but I think um, an Alabama fan base would be almost comparable to comparable to a Dallas Cowboys fan base, you know? Like, kind of obnoxious, you know, stubborn, but real passionate about their football team. And I think they would love to adopt, an, you know, an NFL team there, honestly. Especially if they're good. If they're good, then, you know, like, that's... Uh, I mean, that's that's a recipe for success, in my opinion. Well, it's kind of like, at first I think, like, oh, could Birmingham in it, on itself, in itself support a football team? But then that kind of makes, that kind of reminds me. It wouldn't be Birmingham's team. It would be Alabama's team. You know? Yes. 
Yeah. Birmingham would just being the city, of course. Yeah. And they could be called the Alabama something. Mm -hmm. And that would yeah. probably even serve better to marketing the team mm -hmm. if they were just called the Alabama whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, obviously, it's also just flat out a kind of desolate market. You know what I mean? You have the you have the Saints, uh, you have the Titans, and you have the Falcons. But Birmingham is kind of in that weird spot. You know I mean, or Alabama in general, it's like, who do you support? <laughs> you mean? Yeah. Because it's like there's no they don't have anybody. You mm -hmm. mean? Just what do you think? I think out of the ones we said besides OKC, of course, on this other list, I think this is probably the number one choice for me at least. Um, we've seen what what the fans are like for the Crimson Tide. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like I think. The only the only counter I would have to it is that Alabama is such a lifeblood of that state, like the Crimson Tide are, I should say, that they kind of have that college football identity. Um, I don't know how. I mean, obviously, I'm sure it would translate, but I don't know how that would translate into a professional football identity. Um, I think it could struggle. It would it would definitely would work, but I think you would have, you have a very slow start. Um, I think. Go ahead. I think we, we, we would see something a bit more like Atlanta. Because I'd even say that Georgia is a bulldog state. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Atlanta, but they like yeah. football enough where they'll go out and they'll show love to the Falcons. Like, I think Georgia will still be their team of choice. But I think we could see a very similar kind of relationship that way. Atlanta, where it still works pretty well. Atlanta is also just a stupid big city. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. You can't really compare yeah. the yeah. city of Atlanta to the city of Birmingham. Yeah, because Birmingham is nowhere near as big as Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Atlanta is huge. I also, just to continue on my college football rant, because you know me, I love college football. In Georgia, there's only one team. You know, you could say the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, obviously there's more teams, but... Georgia Tech. <laughs> but, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I know. The Iron Bowl is such a big, pivotal sports moment every year when Alabama plays Auburn um, that, I mean, like, yeah, I'm just saying there's two, there's two big-time teams, and right now Alabama is split into those two sides. Who's an Auburn Tiger? Who's an Alabama Crimson Tide, right? So, I mean, I just think, I think, yes, I do think a Birmingham team would work for the NFL, and I think it would do good. But I think it would take at least five years to get a, to gain a foothold. Yeah, I would actually agree with Jesse on that one. Like, like so when I was talking about Alabama, I would say uh, that like that's the potential. It could be a really good franchise, you know. But it's going to take time, you know. I mean, like I said, there are college towns areas with NFL teams, but it took a while to build that culture, you know, like. I really do feel like the Atlanta Falcons franchise won't be where they're at without a guy like Michael Vick being there. You know, like like an, an iconic player that kind of just takes over. You know what I'm saying? So for Alabama to succeed, it will take time. You know, but once they're rolling, I think it will be really good. You know what I mean? But yeah, there, there are some, I'll just be honest, there are some concerns right off the bat that are, you know, that are present. And so this isn't something that will happen overnight, like Alabama being automatically popular, say, like, you know, in OKC or San Antonio, but it has that potential, I would say. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. What else we got, John? All right, this is the last one, and uh, this one is a, an interesting one, and let me explain myself. <laughs> so Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd look to hear. Yeah. Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot more cons than pros, but I think it's just an interesting thought. <laughs> to think, it's just an interesting one okay. to think about. Uh, 
Okay. I used to, I saw this map once, and it was about, like, kind of the influence certain cities have around the country. Like, what is their area of influence? And it was just very interesting. Like, the further west you go, certain cities just have this huge geographic influence to them. One of those is Denver, you know? And the other one is Salt Lake City. It has a very large geographic influence. But yeah, they just have a huge geographic influence to them. You know, the, the, obviously a lot of that area is fairly sparsely populated, but it's there. You know, I mean, they have that influence to them. Um, they do the jazz does pretty well there, right? Um, the, yeah, the jazz do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's my only counter to a football team being in Salt Lake City. I was gonna. <laughs> it's on Sundays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a that, good. That yeah. is actually a very and good point. I think that's <laughs> actually, I think that's a killer. Mm-hmm. For because well, yeah. So I'm sure you could probably speak more to this, John. But like in the Salt Lake City area, there is a very religious, like it's a religious center. Yeah. Um, for I would say let's the Mormon Latter Day Saint. Yeah. Yes. Um, the Mormon religion, yeah. and so that yeah, having Sunday things could affect that that in general um i think it's hard to say their college football yeah. teams do well but their college football teams play on saturday yeah that's what i was going to also mention is like the byu i mean right they do pretty well so it's like BYU BYU does utah state utah. specifically mm-hmm. yeah all of them all the yeah all the college teams do pretty well um i mean university of utah is probably university number utah, one yeah. i mean they 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 were pushing for a college football playoff spot this last year if they would have beat oregon they would have been in so I mean, definitely, yeah. They have a very strong presence of football at the college level. There's a in, potential for a culture. There's a, they have a in Salt Lake City. Yeah, there's a potential for a football culture. But uh, yeah, that's one thing. I I'll be honest. I didn't think about that. You mean the Sunday part? Uh, I just yeah, and, and it would just be too much to work around because Sunday nights are reserved for a primetime game, and the rest of the NFL isn't going to just give Utah its own specific time slot, whether that's Sunday nights, Monday nights, or Thursdays. They're not just going to give that to you. They're not going to accommodate, yeah. Um, Wait, so it just there's just a lot working I, against it. But I will also mention that um, Salt Lake City, although it is obviously above average in, uh, reli- as far as like religious atten- as far as like religious groups go, it's not the entire city. There's also there's a v- yes, it's a very large part, but there's a lot more Salt Lake City than just the Mormons. I mean, uh, and I think it would just be a matter of whether or not that remaining population will be enough to pack the stands on Sunday. <laughs> you know I mean? I, I'll, share, I'll share a personal experience just in regards to Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. I, went, I went to Salt Lake City on like a, a few days trip. Mm-hmm. And I went to the Salt Lake on a Sunday. And I was the only one there with my two friends. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and, and if the, the Salt Lake is only has three people at it, then I don't know how much of the population outside of like the salt lake's free the wasatch range is to, kind of to go to versus yeah. you know actually then also on top of that paying to go to a sporting event on a sunday mm-hmm. and it was during the summer too so i would have imagined it being more popular but it just really wasn't i mean obviously it's obviously way further down on the list it's yeah. probably at the bottom of all the ones we've talked about but i think it's an interesting one to think about i think but yeah <laughs> it, geographically, yeah. it makes sense. I can mm-hmm. see what you're talking about. Filling in that gap, and, the huge gap. And the gap. jazz mm-hmm. do well, but the jazz don't play in the day. So even if they play on Sundays, they play at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Simon, you got anything for uh, Salt Lake City? Yeah, um, that's actually a really interesting point. Um, talking about you know religion and 
some days and whatnot. I mean, I don't know. I think, I don't know how big of a, I don't know, I guess of an impact that'll be. Mostly because we haven't seen, like, now that y'all mentioned it, like, there really aren't any professional games uh, on Sunday mornings like that, you know. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I think there's still a lot of potential there. When you're looking at, you know, Utah as a market, you know, I think that also definitely includes places like Idaho as well, maybe even Montana. And looking crossing into Denver Broncos territory, taking away fans from them, potentially. And that's, that's its potential, you know, that's its cap, I'd say. So I think there's definitely potential for uh, a good fan base for there. Uh, but I don't know, that, that is kind of an, a little bit of an issue. It's an interesting issue. Like, I'd like to, I mean, I don't know, there's no way of finding out and experimenting, but I, I'd like to look into that a little bit more if I was someone who was starting an NFL franchise, potentially in Salt Lake City. Because other than that, I think it'd be a great spot. That's just my opinion, though. Were you going to say something, John? Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm glad you pointed out exactly what I was trying to mention with that influence. You know what I mean, like mm-hmm. with the Snake River Valley for, uh, yeah. from uh, in Southern Idaho. You know I mean? and But you're right. Yeah. It probably would eventually probably take away a little bit from... Denver. <laughs> I was just going to say, if, if there's a team in Salt Lake City, we're talking way far ahead in the future where the NFL doesn't just play games on Sundays, potentially. Mm-hmm. But so that, could be, that could be a hundred years from now, honestly, because it's taken, it took a long time to go to for, from 14 games to 16, and it took a long time to go from 16 to 17. So there's just really no need to be playing games on multiple days like that. Mm-hmm. If that does it for... No, I got, I got, I got to throw my sense okay. in here for Salt Lake City. Um, I think, personally, all of my beliefs come from, the first of all, this. Yes, we talked about how Salt Lake City does have a good football uh, support for their college teams. Again, we talked about it a little bit with Birmingham. I don't think that, it, that a, the people there would enjoy a NFL team there. I really don't think the following would be very big. Um, and if we're talking up, talking about straight, like... Culture-wise, I would see a team, outperf- like an Omaha team, outperforming a Salt Lake City team um, because football is basically the only thing they have in Nebraska. Whereas in a Salt Lake City place, yes, you have the Jazz, but they also, it's known for Park City, which is the ski resort. Um, everything I've all, everybody I've always talked to about Salt Lake City, all they say is, oh, we're going to ski there. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously Denver has that, yes, but... Um, I don't know. I just don't know if the following would be be good enough. Like I said, I think an Omaha team would do better than a Salt Lake City team. So. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns there, honestly. Like, I, I mean, this is just me being positive, saying that I would hope that a Salt Lake City could survive. Like, theoretically, I think it should, but I, I don't know. I mean, you're right, though. I kind of agree that a Nebraska team would probably thrive a little bit better than a Salt Lake City team, honestly. Yeah. And obviously to wrap things up, there are a lot of cities out there that could also do teams. Like, we're not going to talk about them but because they're way lower on the list, but like Jesse mentioned, Omaha, Sacramento, there's plenty of options. You mean Louisville? But <laughs> yeah, Louisville. Sacramento I struggle with a lot because yeah. that's already way too many people there, but, um, mm-hmm. or way too many teams. But Kings, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like another interesting one, like you just said, just like Boise, Idaho, that could be an interesting idea too. I think Boise might be a little too small yeah, to but. accommodate, but then again, I also threw out Omaha, so I mean. Yeah. <laughs>
Yep. So anyways, that's, mm-hmm. that is it for anybody else got anything for the U.S. teams. We'll move outside the U.S. I mean, it, we did. Well, outside with Honolulu, but. <laughs> we, we did throw Honolulu in there. It's still in you the U.S. Anchorage. territory. But, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll transition into, John, go ahead and give us a rundown on Honolulu, guess, I guess. Yes. And then we'll talk about yeah, this be a good true international yeah. following Honolulu. So, Honolulu. It's a big city, often forgot about because it's very far away, <laughs> uh, and that brings up why it might be a little bit difficult to start a team there. There's a lot of logistics uh, when it comes to football, you know, obviously, uh, you got to move all the equipment before all the games, and uh, I don't think I've, I haven't been to Hawaii since I was like three, but I remember that being a very long plane ride, <laughs> and, and uh it, 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 it's just a lot of time. It's like, at that point, you might as well put one in London, <laughs> essentially. Uh, but it, it, it's a lot of time to get out there, and it's. It, it, I think it could give Hawaii a bigger home field advantage than even Denver does <laughs> because of that. <laughs> but uh, most of the reason why I think it wouldn't work is simply because of that distance. Um, what do, do you know what the demographics look like there at all? Like, it's a big place. Uh, I can pull it up right quick. I just don't know what the... What the income looks like, and if there's enough people with a high level of income. Oh, to... it's very wealthy. Hawaii is very wealthy. It is place. very expensive yeah. there. I mean, as you guys know, I am possibly, well, like I've applied for the coaching job at the University of Hawaii, so I've been doing some of that research on it. It's very expensive to live there. Um, so I mean, I don't know how that would translate and stuff like that. But the only thing, while John is looking that up, the one thing I just think of is, well, first of all. No one goes to the University of Hawaii games anyways, like, they have they have maybe a quarter of their stadium filled every game, so... It's about a million in Hawaii, one million. metro area, Honolulu. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I just really, yeah, I would really struggle seeing the Hawaiian culture try to have an NFL team, so... Well, I mean, there's a lot more people living in Hawaii than just Hawaiians. No, I know, but Hawaiians, I'm just saying, yeah. but like, once you move there, you kind of just ado- adopt that culture. Fair enough. They might not have the culture, is what you're saying. They yeah. might not have the football culture. Mm-hmm. That's another good point. I think it's more of like oh, a... Wait. Go ahead, Simon. Can I, sorry, can I like butt in real quick? Or yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, okay. Uh, I, I mean, this is just me. From what I've... Like, I've done my research on it, too. I do think, like, quiet the people who live in Hawaii, they, there's a football culture there. You know, like, we've seen a lot of great football players come out of there, like Marcus Mariota, or even more recently, Atua Tagovailoa. You know, so football in Hawaii is big. Uh, I wouldn't doubt the culture on that, but I would doubt, uh, like Cody was saying, how many people would actually be able to afford a game, you know, uh, an NFL game, nonetheless, honestly, because I think, you know, in a perfect world, all NFL games would be free, but this definitely isn't a perfect world, and that's not realistic at all. Because if that was the case, I think there would be more than enough people to pack the stadium, and they would have a pretty loyal fan base. I just... I, I don't think, honestly, like there are enough people that could afford or, you know, take time out of their day to go to, a, you know, an NFL football game, honestly, in Hawaii. But I, so that, that's just all I got to say, honestly. I think the culture's there. I just don't think, like, fan base-wise or even income-wise, like, realistically, like, that would be an option um, for an NFL Hawaiian franchise. The same people who are living luxuriously aren't the people going to the football games, and the same people who would want to go to the football games are the people who can't afford it. That's a, there's, yeah. there's a divide. 
now we're getting way yeah. into politics of Hawaii, but <laughs> that is that is I mean, true. That, that's, yeah. dude, that's just the point. That's yeah, that just, is the point. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Why it wouldn't work right now, but I could definitely see a Hawaii team happening before like a Salt Lake team, honestly. Oh yeah. Again, I think I, I think yeah. once the NFL starts moving internationally in the sense of like specifically London, I think that would really open up. Like I think. Uh, There'd have to be like a London team first before Honolulu was considered. I agree. For yeah, hundred sure. percent. <laughs> so that brings speak, me to speaking international. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so three international teams I'm thinking of. One, two of them are a lot more realistic than. Well, actually, I guess all three could potentially happen. But Mexico City, Toronto, and London. Um, Mexico City and Toronto obviously are a know, lot easier to go being about. Being the same landmass, <laughs> make it a little bit easier. <laughs> uh, <ooh>. So, <laughs> well, why, why don't we start there, John? Go ahead and tell us about Mexico City and why you think that that'd be a good spot for an NFL team. Well, for starters, Mexico City is massive. For those of you who don't know, it is the third largest city in North America, behind uh, New York and Los Angeles. Um, it's a big place, <laughs> uh, and Mexico. As far as I know, there's a football culture in Mexico. There's a sports culture in general, obviously. You mean, um, it, why can't football be there too? You mean, and it, it, and Mexico City, for those of you who don't know, is a little bit more. Uh, th- there's there is some money in Mexico City. You mean, there's a middle, there's a pretty big middle class. Uh, Mexico in general, for those of you, in, Mexico in general is a, is developing. You mean, there's a growing middle class, so that means there's a growing uh, there's a growing market for maybe professional sports in general, but I think uh, football would be a good one to start with. And I think it'd be an interesting way to kind of integrate, break into the Mexican market in the future, maybe. Yeah, so over the past few years, the NFL has tried to play a few games in, in Mexico City. For some for some different reasons every time, it doesn't happen. But um, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, Simon or Cody, they have played a game next, correct? Yes. So yeah, Games and, have been played in Mexico City. And it... T- the turnout was was great. The yes. stadium was full. Um, everyone did, like everyone loved it. So I definitely think, out of these two we just mentioned, of Mexico City and Toronto, I think Mexico City is the obvious choice for me. Um, so I think Mexico City, yes, I think it could be a very beneficial place for, to have it if you're going international. I think the best yeah. part about Mexico City for the NFL is I think it's a safe bet. Mm-hmm. I think because if you're looking to expand internationally. You want to go with the one that you think would be easiest and would garner the most success immediately. And, you know, when considering other international options like London, this one is obviously way easier to do logistically. Yeah, logistically, it's much so easier. So I think that this would be a great start for the NFL It for international expansion is Mexico City. And I think that's kind of the only move from here, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, Simon, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I, I was just saying, yeah, like, I, I totally agree. Um, I mean, this is just my personal experience. I grew up, like I said already, I grew up in Dallas. So just, I guess, that area I lived in had a lot of Latinos and uh, Mexicans in general. And, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be stereotypical or anything. Soccer, baseball, baseball, they're big sports. But football is something that could definitely thrive. Like, I'll be real, I, I have at least five or six friends who have like uncles or brothers or whoever that have played, you know, professional American football in some of the 
minor American football leagues down in Mexico, and people actually go to those because it's dope. And I, I mean, I don't know, there's, there's, it's, it's, there's something about Mexico, and you know, the people there that they just gravitate towards American football. If I'm being honest, maybe it's some of the influence that's rubbing off from you know being so close to Texas or Arizona, even. But uh, honestly, I think. American football culture there as of right now even about a team is stronger than a lot of people think and it's something that not a lot of people know about like John said the, like you know financially it, it'd be great you know there's a huge market there and they can easily thrive you know because I mean you're not just pulling on the you know on the numbers from one city you're pulling you know on the numbers from a whole nation you know and even then you know some people who are in the United States now who originated from Mexico, that's that's big for them. And I think I could definitely see a lot of fans, you know, switching over to uh, Mexico City NFL team if they are successful in an ideal world. No, but even now, if they, even if they don't do well right now, I think they could still be really good. And it's an easy next step internationally for the NFL. All right. D- does that kind of address the logistics of Mexico City? Um, there's some... Yeah, obviously there's distance, but I think the, the thing about Mexico City is that the cons do not outweigh the pros. I mean, uh, one interesting thing about Mexico City is that it is high, at a higher elevation than Denver, so that could be an inch, or at least very close, as far as I know. It's it's a it's a very high elevation city, <laughs> so uh, it's that'd be an interesting factor because I know a lot of people get a little butt hurt <laughs> about Denver's elevation. So, but that's yeah. a that's a very minor non-issue. I mean, if the only issue it brings in is, I mean, there are some some players that when they come to Denver because of sickle cell mm-hmm. cannot play um, because they will die. So like that's the same thing you got to bring. To, I mean, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but that's just that's just what the. Mm-hmm. Talking about elevation, that's what the NFL would have to look at. Um, but I don't, I don't think that's. Yeah. I, I don't mean, think it would stop the NFL no. from putting it there. But yeah, I think it just, I think it really would be the equivalent of the NFL pretty much opening a floodgate. You mean because uh, once you get Mexico City, then you have access to maybe even Guadalajara, Monterey. You know what I mean? Uh, and then, yeah. and, and then, and then. Uh, then there's also the at-home market. You mean like whenever that team travels around, think about it. Like all the uh, ethnic uh, original Mexicans who are now in the United States are probably going to come out to support that team. Maybe even you know. Yeah, what I mean? So it can strengthen the domestic market yeah. as well. If you think maybe you know what I mean. I don't want to make any assumptions, but no, it's definitely <laughs> valid potential. Yeah, yeah I think it. Point. I think it could not only strength. I think the interesting thing about Mexico City is it would not only be strengthening. Uh, that market it would not only be bring, br- breaking into that market and tapping into that it'd be somehow even tapping into domestic markets where there are teams already <laughs> maybe you mean yes yeah. i mean you could definitely you could definitely see a situation where let's say this this mexico city team is playing in la the chargers there could be more people rooting for the Mex- mexico city team than the Chargers. So. Uh, yeah, I could see that happening. That kind of <laughs> yeah. Jesse, that what you just said kind of leads me to my next point. What's the name of this Mexico City team? Okay. <laughs> well, the first thing that comes to my mind, um, I've been thinking about it a little bit, um, is the Aztecs because I know that yes. the I know that I don't think it was the Aztecs that were there, but when you think of Mexico, Central America, you think of those early Native American tribes, and I think I think about the other ones like Incas and Mayans. 
none of those are really going to get much. Incas weren't in, like they're in South yeah, America. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. out of those three, I think the Aztecs would get the best following because of the, it sounds like a hardcore name, you know? Well, that means Mexico City itself was built on top of Tenochtitlan. Yeah, so I mean, the like, Aztec just capital. to have that, have that culture. Historically. Have yeah. that culture brought into the team, I think Mexico City Aztecs could be a very... Because it has been done before, uh, some teams more respectfully than others. <laughs> the yeah, Chiefs I mean, and the, Re- the Chiefs, yes, Redskins, no, but... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, there's still a team there. There is an Aztec team, like, there is the um, San Diego State Aztecs, so, I mean, like, that's that's a team that's mm-hmm. been, in, been in America before, so... Mm-hmm. That, that's the person that comes to my mind. If you guys have anything else... I mean... I thought of the Eagles. I know they're I mean, already I, an I, Eagle, but that's <laughs> Simon. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I actually love the Aztecs name. I think that's dope. But I mean, this is, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not as big a fan of this because this is definitely more, way more of a controversial name. But I think the Conquistadors is another potential name. You know, I think. But anyways, I think the Conquistadors would be, uh, you know, a name that a lot of people would consider for a Mexico City team. Just because, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. It just it depends, you know. It's, there's a lot of negative, I, I mean, my opinion, negative history that's there. But at the same time, you know, it is a part of culture in Mexico right now. And so, and it's a part of their history as well. So I think that's definitely another name that could, uh, that could work, honestly. Yeah. Potentially. Cody, you got a name? No, no. Okay, <laughs> John, you said the Eagles. There is already the Philadelphia. Eagles. Yeah, so I was like, that's why I was like. But the reason why it came to mind first is because that's where the seal on their flag is. Yeah, you know, I, mean, yeah. I was thinking of that. but yeah. there was already. The Eagles, yeah, no, that's so. what I was thinking too. I was like, well, they already yeah. had the Eagles, but yeah. I think it'd be cool if they were the Eagles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Golden um, Eagles. Sorry, Philly fans are gonna let that oh, go. I don't no. care about the Philly <laughs> fans. <laughs> um, so yeah. that. I don't have anything else to say on Mexico City, really. No, that that does bring us to the other one John mentioned just a second ago, the Toronto team. Uh, I just think they already have... I think it's interesting how Toronto specifically has the other three major big four sports. You mean, they have a baseball team, they have a basketball team, they have a hockey team. Obviously, hockey's a little bit different. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I think, why not a football team? You mean... The only thing I can say is they already do have a football team, a professional football team. Well, yeah, the Canadian, the Canadian League, football but... league is there, yeah. Um, and I don't know how well an NFL team going into there would compete with that one. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, people in Canada love the Canadian Football League, and even people in America love the Canadian Football League. So I mean, like, I just don't know if moving a NFL team into Canada would be a very good idea. And that just opens up another can of worms because of that worms at that point. You could just say, well, why not just combine the leagues? But yeah. I don't know. Oh, I was about to say that, yeah. Because then you yeah, can, that, mean, that would integrate a lot of teams at once, though. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Simon. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, I, I was going to agree with John. Yeah, like, just, I mean, okay, so I, I know a little bit more about combining the NFL and CFL, like, that potential deal, because, like, a really long time ago, like, I wrote a sports article talking about, uh, you know, the Canadian Football League and, you know, a a potential merger between them and the NFL. Obviously, the NFL would be the team or sorry, the organization absorbing the CFL, but I think, honestly, I could probably see that happening more than a Canadian football, than one Canadian football team being there just because of how popular the CFL is nowadays and 
you know, um, I mean, I don't know. This would have to be something that would happen a really long time from now. But I think that low-key might be a better move than trying to tap into, you know, a Toronto market that, you know, already has a CFL team, I'm pretty sure. And then there are already other CFL teams that people in Canada have been committed to for, like, years. Like, the CFL has been around since, what, like, the 60s or 70s? Something like that, almost as long as the NFL. Well, not as long. But, you know, second longest, you know? And I think that's kind of something, you know, hard to erase altogether because I do think if a CFL team, or sorry, if an NFL team wants to take place in Canada, it would take a lot from the CFL because the uh, seasons do overlap slightly. And that could potentially put the CFL out of business, honestly. So, yeah, I mean, I that's just something that I think would be really interesting. And I would probably see happening more than a Canadian team being put there. Because if there was a Canadian team put there, I could see it kind of turning out a little bit more like an L.A. Chargers situation where, you know, there are some people that go, but home field is kind of weird and it's not exactly like there, I guess. It'd still probably do better than the L.A. Chargers, but I could see a situation like that unfolding in Canada, honestly. I think one thing I just learned by looking at this on Wikipedia is that Canada, like CFL, already tried to expand in the United States. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's true. Hmm? I think, yeah, I think, work at all. No, I, mean, I agree with Simon that a merger between the CFL and the NFL is probably the way that an NFL team gets into Canada. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I mean, it would almost be interesting maybe even making its own third league in, in, the, in, in the sense of, like, you know, you have the uh, NFL and AFL league, the CFL league. You mean within the NFL? Oh, like, you mean and, and third division? Yeah, okay. that's what I meant to say. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, sorry, my bad. My bad. <laughs> so, yeah, you have a team like you have the NFC, the AFC, and then the CFL. Yeah. But, like you'd have to change it around a little bit, but like yeah, CFC. Yeah, make make that a new division in the, in the NFL. If you were gonna do that, yes, you'd have to add probably a few more teams. Yeah. But that would that would also be yeah, that would become with the merger of the CFL and the NFL. And if I'm gonna be completely honest, I don't see a merger happening just because they're. They're not two completely different games, but they are really different games. Well, I'm pretty sure the Canadians use metric, too, yeah. so that's probably a big... Uh, <laughs> also, the, 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 CFL field, team. the field goal posts are in the front of the end zone in the, in the CFL. And they get a running start yeah. on every play. The offense does. So, like, it's a really different game. It'll hit a little different. <laughs> it will. And... We go ahead, Simon. Uh, no, I just said it would. Like, yeah, I mean, the rules are different. Obviously, it's still... Like, if you, if you break it down to the core, like, basic necessity of it, it's still American football. It's just, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. Like, the rules are definitely, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I did my research, and I didn't really realize this until recently, but I realized the CFL rules are basically just older NFL rules because <laughs> a lot of the ideas that they, you know, implemented the CFL or that they run in the CFL currently that's stuff that the NFL used to do. The only difference is that the CFL didn't evolve quite like the NFL did. So, yeah. I see. But I think, I think we can all agree that Mexico City would be a much better place for an NFL team than Toronto. Yeah, I think you're right, though. Yeah. Uh, Toronto in itself, maybe not putting a team there, but that opens up a... It does open up a door maybe even just integrating the CFL into the into the NFL. Yeah. Well, that is that could be a whole nother show. So we'll <laughs> yeah. move on from that. Um, that and the yeah. Canadians, obviously, it's kind of it might be a little bit insensitive 
to just assume that like, oh yeah, we'll just absorb you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, John, that's <laughs> so John, that brings us to our last one. I mean, we've we've mentioned it multiple times. Um, as of right now, looking at the NFL, this is where they would go international, but um, it's London. Yep. So give us your thoughts on London. Well, uh, it's far away. <laughs> it's a very far away place. Uh, it's eight hours, eight hours difference time zones. You mean uh, that makes a lot of logistical problems occur. Uh, you know, you have the uh, time. It, you have the time it would take for teams to go there, come back. Uh, from what I've heard, based on breaking down the logistics of it, it essentially takes away a game each year for each te- each season for each team that goes there. You know I mean because of the amount of time it takes them to get there, how they have to accommodate. You know what I mean because you're in a, you're you're in a completely you're you're essentially eight hours difference. You know what I mean as opposed to the usual you know no more than three hours difference from what you're usually running when you're traveling around the United States. So that screws things up. Um, it, it, most of the problems occur because of the logistics of it. Uh, it does not mean that London could not support a team because it absolutely can. London in itself is a perfect market with the exception of the fact that it's just a couple thousand miles too far away. <laughs> well, I mean, again, like I said with, with New York or uh, Mexico City, um, there are games every year played in yeah. Orlando, or not Orlando, in London. So, I mean, like, it, it happens every year now. It's, it's an, a yearly thing. Usually it's the Jaguars, but um, I think all three of the us... The stadium is pretty filled. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And maybe it could even be, like, yeah. two teams, three teams, just like New York and L.A., but <laughs> that's just too far away. You mean? Yeah. I'm sure me, Simon, and Cody all have thoughts on this. Um, so we can all go around. around. We can start with Cody. You can go ahead and tell us what you think. I mean, I think... Expansion doesn't make as much sense as relocation does. I think that honestly, for the NFL and for London, the perfect match is for the Jaguars to move to London. The Jacks, I mean, nobody cares about the Jaguars here. I mean, if you look at their games, even when they're good, they barely have anybody in the stands. Like, I don't even know if it's if the, they were like an AFC Championship contending team, and I don't think the stadium was halfway full on opening day, which is like easily the best selling day for most NFL teams and I mean the owner has talked about moving to London the owner is interested in moving to London I think that's kind of what the Jaguars need is a fresh start in a new market and if and I think that makes more sense to a clear up the market a little bit more in Florida just because then there's only two teams in there and also just give Jacksonville a new identity that's my thoughts on it yeah to go off what Cody's saying I don't think a lot of people remember, I mean, I remember because I was sitting there watching it, just praying it would happen, but just, I think, two or three years ago, they were in the AFC Championship. The Jacksonville Jaguars were one game away from going to the Super Bowl, with Blake Bortles as their quarterback. I mean, they, 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 and they gave, they gave the AFC Champion Patriots a run for their money, like, they were winning most of the game, and... It was such a fun game to watch for me because I was like, wow, the Jacksonville Jaguars might beat the New England Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. But even when, even with that happening, in that um, they were one game away from the Super Bowl, they still, like Cody said, there's still no people there to watch them play, even though they were one game away from the Super Bowl. So I think that, yeah. Simon, what do you have to say about London? Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the Jaguars moving to London would be a perfect fit. I think most NFL fans by now know this, <laughs> that it would be a perfect fit, honestly. Like, their, their owner has been 
you know, upping the number of games they play over there. You know, he bought Wembley Stadium. So technically, if they were to move, they would have a home right away. Like, they wouldn't have to wait for a whole new stadium to be built. And, uh, I mean, they've kind of been prepping it for years. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think that'd be a great fit. But, I mean, this is, I mean, honestly, London is a great, you know, um, market, I should say. But it is a gateway to, to Europe for the NFL to, to expand, honestly. And that's, I think it's an important you know, uh, foothold for sure. But even if, like, honestly, like, like the market of London in general and England and the UK and all that, like, obviously, if there was to be an NFL team, most likely it, there would be only one NFL team in Europe and it would be that team. So they would be pulling from a whole fan base in Europe. And I think that's really interesting in itself because if I'm being honest, I do think there are potentially some other European cities that could honestly might have a better fan base than, than London. Like just off the bat, the first thing that comes to mind is Germany. If anybody remembers NFL Europe, they had at least four or five teams. And those four or five teams are at the top of that league, like for a straight five or six years in attendance. And obviously because they were really good. But at the same time, I mean, people in Germany love American football. It's kind of, it's, it's really interesting. I don't know how that happened out of all the nations, you know, in the world. But Germany, in my opinion, is about, like, almost, not completely, but really close to having the same kind of American football culture as a Mexico City or as a Mexico, honestly. And that's just something worth noting, you know. I think, honestly, a franchise in Germany will probably do way better than London. But then we, come, we talk about, you know, things like, like travel. That's a really big issue. And for me, the... I don't know, that might be a little bit too much, you know, having to travel all that way between the States and London unless, you know, they figure out how to stagger, you know, the schedules kind of. But, like, it, it'd be a lot of work. I do think it's possible and it could thrive, but it would definitely be a lot of work that they would have to put a lot of research into, honestly. I like that idea and, you know, something that you talk, you talk about Germany and I've learned a lot about Germany just from like a couple of classes that I've taken and they just have a sports culture in general. Like they're a very active nation and they're very fanatic when it comes to sports and, you know, we've seen that they're successful in sports too. You look at their World Cup history and they've won quite a few World Cups in soccer and if you look at their Olympic history, they're also successful in the Olympics and I want to say that, you know, if they end up, if the NFL expands into Europe, we could see a thing where there's like two different conferences in Europe. So you have the AFC and the NFC play each other. Then you have like, I don't know, whatever they call it in Europe, you know, you'd have two separate conferences and they play each other. And then the champion is the world champion, so right. to speak. I like that, yeah. but that's way harder to build. That, that's anyway, way far away. That's but like decades away. But London is the first step. And I think a team moving to London would is is actually how that happens. Yeah, because, I think we're all in agreement yeah. that relocation beats out expansion. They need to plant that seed, and that seed might be less effective if it's not already something that's been built. I mean, like it'd have to be a sapling more than a seed, and I think this jacks, the Jaguars are better, more of a sapling. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely agree that London yeah. is is a good spot for relocation. Um, I agree with all you guys, but I will play devil's, devil's advocate just for uh, just for our you know a podcast podcast uh, sake. Um, John did say did talk about how it's eight it's an eight hour travel distance, and I know me and could have talked about this that NFL players 
do express that they don't like that because it just throws their whole their whole uh, routine off. Because each each NFL player has their own routine, and having to travel eight hours into a different times eight hours into a different time zone um, really just messes with them. I also do think that starting off at the beginning, if there is a team in in uh, London, it's going to definitely deter some of the American people from watching the game because I don't know a lot of people that want to wake up at 6.30 in the morning to watch an NFL football game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know? Like, no one really wake up to see that because who cares? <laughs> like, neither of them are contenders. And I think, yes, I would agree with Simon, in order for this to work, they would have to stagger the schedule so that it works. But it then it's just like, it's hard to play in a professional football game in London at 1, 1 a.m. in the morning if you want it to be prime time in the States. So, I mean, I don't, I just, it's just tough to, I think, basically what I'm saying is I think a team in London would lose a lot of American support and viewership if they decide to play there. That's why I think the Jaguars are perfect is because they barely have any <laughs> American fans or viewers in the first place. So there's nobody to piss off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and honestly, yeah, yeah. the Jaguars are a team where if it doesn't work in London, they'll just come right back and maybe go to one of those other s cities that we talked about earlier in the hey, podcast. Is it alright if I plug something real quick? There's a, a recommended video. There is a video, I think I, Simon knows about this because I showed him it. It's explains, yeah, it literally that. does break down exactly what we're talking about, the logistics of the NFL. Talking about those travel costs, the time, why that time is important. Uh, it's a video by a channel called Wendover Productions, and it's literally called the NFL's logistics problem. <laughs> uh, I would highly recommend it if you're interested in this. We will, it does um, talk about, we yeah. will put the link to that each yeah. video in, uh, in the social media, so look out for that. Yeah. If your guys are okay with that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then I know the YouTuber will be free cloud. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't recommend that guy enough, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Just focusing on the, the matter at hand. That's, so that's just that's just the con that I can see from yeah. London. No, um, yeah. they definitely exist though. Yeah, I don't I think that's that wraps up the international NFL uh I mean, landscape. I think an important city to also remember uh, one that I just realized is, uh, you know, Greeley, Colorado. I think is. Anyways, yes. Does anyone have any other thoughts on NFL, NFL expansion? Um, just to add on to that, sorry, just as final uh, remarks on London. I think honestly, if you were to have a team in London, it really would help to market. You know, obviously to, to Europe in general, just to build up that support. Because Justin, you're right, Americans aren't going to tune in to watch a 1 a.m. game or whatever, a 7 a.m. game, you know, American time uh, that is being played in London because, like, that doesn't make any sense. So I think for London to work, they would have to tap into, you know, maybe the French markets or the German markets or, you know, all, all the other markets that are over there because uh, I, I think that's really the only way that this would work, honestly, because already players are going to hate to travel there, you know, but, you know, obviously the NFL is a business. If you get fans to pack the stadium, then the owners won't care <laughs> and it'll work out either way and they'll continue to have games there whether players like it or not. And it, that might just have to be something they'll have to adjust to as long as the money is there. And so, I, yeah. I think another thing that makes the London move easier is just the day and age that we live in, because they could put the game on TV whenever they want, really. I mean, it wouldn't be live, but like, nothing we watch is truly live. 
Really? Bro, you're getting too you're getting too philosophical here, man. <laughs> so, well, I just mean, I, I just mean, you know, there's a delay know, in normal TV, you know, so they could easily just play it at a normal time, mm-hmm. and American audiences would be none the wiser. Yeah. So. They wouldn't care. Yeah. But, but I think that kind of does it for my opinions on NFL expansion. Yeah. Yeah. So um, well, that was the NFL and. When we come back, we will um, continue to talk with our special guest, John, about NBA. Coming up next. Alright, y'all, welcome back to the Cycle 365. This is episode 28. And we're going to continue our expansion expansion talk by talking about NBA teams. So, John, well, what do you got? All right. Again, this is going to follow a similar structure, but it's going to be a little bit more, you know, concise. Um, so, yeah. for, so, top four teams, I would say, for NBA. And these are fairly subjective. You know, I mean, uh, no particular order uh, with the exception of one. Uh, I'd say Seattle is probably number one, in my opinion, out of all the teams. Yeah. I, I, and then the other ones, you know, could go either way, but San Diego, Las Vegas, and St. Louis. Um, anyway, to start, <laughs> Seattle. Yes, there's the Trailblazers, uh, pretty far south. I guess you could almost say it's the reverse, maybe even of the <laughs> of the Seahawks, where it's like, uh, you know, maybe it's maybe it's too oversaturated, you know, because of that because of that distance between them, how close they are. But Seattle does have a very strong sports sports culture you know and they're close to getting all four potentially you know what I mean because the hockey team is coming you know what I mean and they support the hell out of uh, out of the Seahawks and the Mariners you know what I mean so why not you know I mean? <laughs> well and they're still mad about the Sonics the Supersonics leave mm-hmm. yeah the it, it, it team did survive there so it's like the first thing I'm going to say is to counter what you said of just like it's basically the reverse. It's not. The, I don't think. It's the I'm reverse. saying potentially it could be yeah. the reverse. Even. I don't think it's the reverse because again we talked about how strong that brand was the Seahawks. I just don't think the Trailblazers Trailblazers brand is 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 that is the Seahawks brand. So I definitely think that if a team went to Seattle, that is a basketball team, I think it could be just fine, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't compete with Portland's fan base. All right. Yep, yeah. yeah, I agree. Probably. I mean, I don't know. Probably because. We've seen a Seattle team and a Portland team exist at the same time, too. And it, it worked out fairly well in that era. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I think Seattle deserves the team. I feel like, I mean, obviously OKC is doing well in OKC. But I think, you know, they didn't really deserve to have their team moved. And it was just really unfortunate. Because the fans, they, 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 they want their Supersonics back every year. Yeah, I, I agree that, and, and it was definitely on the city that the Supersonics left, and, and the city yeah. has a history. They tried to push the Mariners out as well back in when Ken Griffey used to play baseball, and, you know, I I know I think that the city, well, it doesn't have the same people in power as the ones that ran the Supersonics out of town, and I think that there's one stipulation to a basketball team returning to Seattle, and I think that it has to be called the Supersonics. Absolutely. I mean, that could that could happen. It could be it's, it could be no. just like the Browns. You mean? Yeah, it could be easily done. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, but I think if you try and give the people of Seattle something else, they're still going to root for it. But they're they would be 
ecstatic, and I think that they would borderline sell out, if not definitely sell out their first game. And I think that with the hockey team coming to Seattle, there's a shared arena aspect too That's that I mean. a lot of NBA and NHL teams do already. That's what I was just going to bring up. Yeah, as if you didn't bring it up first, I was going to say that I know when Supersonics were leaving Seattle, it had to do partially with the arena situation. Um, but now that they're building a brand new brand new arena for the hockey team, why not just make it also a basketball stadium? Because we see it here in Denver at the Pepsi Center. Like it works out fine. Um, just do the same thing, and then you don't have to worry about the arena situation anymore. And actually, that can be said for a lot of teams. You mean, uh, some of them I'm going to bring up later. You mean, but that could also well, we'll get back to that. But I just think Seattle's a good spot. You mean, I think there's very few cons to it. You mean, I think it would be easy. I think it'd be a yep. seamless, seamless expansion. Yep. Oh yeah, easily, easily. Even if they suck for a couple of years, like Seattle fans are just going to be happy that they have their team back. Yeah, because they've already lost it once. They'll be grateful. They know what it's like to lose. They'll be grateful for what they have, and they yeah. won't complain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's why the Cleveland Browns uh, fans are so loyal, even though they're dysfunctional. So, there you go. They could be more decent this year, I think. But we'll see. But I think, okay, yeah. so all all thumbs up on Seattle. I think it's almost, it's it's actually funny you mentioned the Browns. It's, it's literally a very similar story to yeah. the Browns. You know what I mean? It is. They lose their team and they get one back and they just call it the Browns again. And they're still just happy to have the Browns. You know what I mean? So, yeah, whether they're good or not. Yep, they're happy to have the Browns. But I do want to talk about some of these other places that you talked oh, about. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, where where would you say, just geographically, you would put, out of the three that you listed, Las Vegas, St. Louis, and San Diego, which team would you go with first? Uh, Las Vegas, probably. I just I think... There's a couple of reasons why. I think basketball simply just does better on the coasts, from what I know. You notice? You know what I mean? It's it's just it's just mm-hmm. there's a geographic element to what sports do well at certain places, and we'll get to that more when we talk about the NHL. Uh, it's a lot more apparent in the NHL, but it's also somewhat apparent in the NBA. For instance, I just don't think basketball does as well in the South. You know what I mean? It's just not their sport. You know what I mean? They they do, but basketball does very well on the coasts, specifically California. You know what I mean? Like. With the exception of maybe the Clippers. Like, people come out for the California teams. Yeah. The Clippers are the only exception is probably the Kings. Yeah, because yeah. the Clippers are Clippers are fine. Yeah. That's mainly because the Kings are just really bad. Mm-hmm. But I think it's one of the things where it's like, I I know I talked about this before, I think L.A. is not a football football city, but they're definitely a basketball city. You know, they, they support yeah. the Lakers. And I don't think their Lakers are fair-weather fans either. You know? Well, I know. I mean, it has helped the Lakers have been, been good really forever, good forever, so. but I mean, they're annoying, but they're not yeah. fair weather. You mean? And I think, uh, from what I know, too, Golden State Warriors are fans are pretty strong, right? The, yep. Not so, not, not so much. I, about the Golden State Warriors. I don't either. I don't like them either. But <laughs> but, but talking about I mean, Las Vegas, yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah, no. I think it's it's fair to I think it's fair to kind of clump in Las Vegas in a sense. Culturally, it's some. It's very similar to California, Southern California team, Southern California culturally. That's a geography aspect, but <laughs> but uh, so similar reason why uh, Las Vegas in general is just. There's up until very recently there have been no sports in Las Vegas. I mean, they they I think they would take anything they could get, and they have taken a lot. I mean, Raiders are moving there. They get the they got the Golden Knights. I mean, bat, why not basketball? I think basketball could do really well in Las Vegas. You know what I mean they got the they got the uh, cultural aspect there. 
I mean, I think basketball would work really well there. That, and they just simply have a, I think they, they just have a sports market. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, I, I was just going to say that I agree, honestly. Um, John has a really good point. Basketball is actually really big in Nevada. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I know a good number of people who live in Nevada nowadays, and they kind of just grew up loving basketball. But obviously, since there's not a team in Nevada, they either opted for the Lakers or, you know, the Warriors or, or what, or the Clippers sometimes. One, mostly Lakers and Warriors, though. And I think basketball is a sport that, you know, it's it might be a little bit more popular than football or hockey in Las Vegas. I think basketball could really thrive over there, and it'd be a really good fit, honestly. Going off that point, that's, that's one thing I was going to bring up, too, is, like, I do think basketball would even do better than the football team will do, the Raiders will do, because, again, it's such a big tourist attraction that people are just going to come to yeah. the Las Vegas Strip and just want to hang out and spend their money there for a week and then leave. And going to a football game is a big commitment, whereas going to a basketball game on a night, that's something that I guarantee a, uh, a tourist would want to do. Like, hey, let's go to the casino, let's go back to, let's go to the basketball game, watch a pro basketball game, and then go back to the casino. Like, I think that is just something that... that it's an accessible activity. Yeah, I think it's a very accessible activity, um, and I think it would be more... It would draw more people to go to that sporting event than a football game. Because like I said, a football game is a big, especially on a Sunday afternoon, it's a big commitment to go to. It's, a, it's an all-day thing, whereas you can have a full day, go to a basketball game, and then go home afterward and still do stuff. So I definitely think that that, could, yeah. that, that would be a, definitely a thing that would bring people in. I'm going to use a former point to advocate for this Las Vegas basketball team. There's an arena there for them. I was going to bring They just too, pair yeah. up with the Golden Knights. I mean, the arena's already there, and the arena's nice. Yeah. Like and and our our good friend Dave actually recently went to a Gold Knights game and he talked about that the atmosphere there was amazing, that the fanfare there's definitely present and we see a huge fanfare for the Nevada men's basketball team come March Madness time or even tournament time, so the possibility is definitely there and I think that'd be a fun addition to the NBA and I would even argue that a team could even move. So like like the Sacramento Kings could all honestly move to Vegas, and I think it would suit them way better. The Vegas Kings, that's yeah, that sounds it, nice. It even works. Like, yeah, <laughs> that would be a thing that needs to happen. Yeah, right. I think they're the best yep. best suited team to relocate there. Yeah. I and I think uh, we could argue this later. I think uh, I think Las Vegas is one of those cities that maybe could do one of the big each of the big four. Yeah, like Denver. I think Seattle's another one, good example of one that can handle all the all the big four. You know what I mean mm-hmm. some cities just can't, even if they're huge. You know what I mean, but I think Las Vegas can, and that yeah. includes basketball. You know what I mean, yeah. I agree. I most certainly agree with basketball. Yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah. I might even put Las Vegas. Well, obviously Seattle, we would want the Supersonics mm-hmm. there. But if a team's going to relocate, I would say it's better to even go to Las Vegas than Seattle. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. they're interchangeable for me. They could both. I think that the Supersonics could be an expanded team, and I think that yes. specifically the Kings should move to Vegas. Yeah, the Las Vegas Kings sounds good. It's pretty sick because you can also change their colors up from the purple and purple and black to golden black. Yeah, you could do something way more fancy. Plus, there's already a Kings team in California. Yeah, being the LA Kings that has dark colors, yeah. so that creates a bit of an identity problem for sure. And specifically talking about the Sacramento Kings, it's like. There's already that geographic element to it, where there were a lot of the fans that supported the Kings. It would be a lot 
even the ones that do like the Kings in Sacramento, it'll be a much easier transition as opposed to moving them across the country. You mean? Yeah. Moving them to Las Vegas, you mean? And the NBA doesn't have revenue sharing as hardcore as some of the other sports leagues. So Sacramento is a team that in recent years has found itself close to, if not in the negatives. Because they're having to compete with uh, Golden State. And just all of them. And and the other LA teams. Yeah. And that's why I'd say the one thing that, the one team that I would probably disagree with the most on your list might be San Diego, unless it was like the Kings moving to San Diego, honestly. I mean, we can go to San Diego now. Yeah, we'll go to San Diego next. uh, San Diego, you're right, is an interesting one. You mean? Uh, I think most of the pros for it, uh, one we already talked about, there's a stadium there. One of the main reasons why I think San Diego would work is similar to why. It's similar with something I touched on before. I think Calif- Southern California basketball just does really well in Southern California. You mean? So I think San Diego, there there could be a market for that. You mean? I just think, um, I think of all the sports that you can move to San Diego, I think it would either have to be bas- uh, basketball or football. But I think I'd probably advocate more for football. Honestly, I mean no basketball. Oh, I, basketball, honestly. Oh, I would say I'd advocate football more than basketball in San Diego. I just don't know if people in San Diego care about basketball that much. I mean, they've never had a team. They never have, and oh yeah, they have. They have. Yeah, so the Clippers used to be in San Diego before they moved to LA. How long ago was that? A really long time ago. Like, do, do you know how they did? I don't, I don't know. What do you mean? Like. Just it might have been so long. Like, like fanfare. Do you have any idea about that history or no? I mean, that's pretty far back, honestly. Like, there's a reason they moved to LA. Probably the same reason why, you know, the the Chargers moved to LA. I'm I'm pretty sure it's pretty similar. But yeah, I'm pretty sure the LA Clippers. They're in uh, they're in San Diego from 1978 to uh, 1984. That's pretty recent, yeah. relatively. Yeah. yeah. It is. I don't know. I just go back to my point. Of, I don't know how much, how well, fan, how much fan support a San Diego NBA team would get. I mean, you can see it. They have yes, it is um, a Division One Double A school, but they have the San Diego like San Diego University that, uh, for the ba- ba- basketball team, and they just don't. I don't think they get the very a very big showing, and that is the flagship. Uh, flagship um, university there in San Diego. So, I mean, I don't know. I think an interesting thing to bring up with San Diego is, uh, and this is something I'm just thinking of. I don't know how big, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I think an interesting thing to bring up with San Diego, one that I didn't think about immediately, but I think is important. Um, You have one of the largest military installations in the country there. A lot of people who are not native Californians from around the country that maybe could support that a little bit. You mean basketball. And, and, and San Diego, you mean? And going to a basketball game is easier than a football game, yeah. as Jesse discussed. It's a, it's, a, it's something that a guy can, uh, he can go on, on on leave for a night, you know what I mean? And he can go see a basketball game. It's a much, it, like like yeah, what, like Jesse was saying, it's a much more accessible activity, you know what I mean? Especially for guys who are busy and young and might not have the money, you know what I mean? Yeah, and additionally, <clears throat> basketball, a basketball team doesn't have to do as well as a football team. Mm-hmm. Much lower, yeah. much lower uh, price margins. You know, right, Low, I mean, it's cheaper, yeah. and there's less seats too. So, yeah, and you can have more basketball games. You can pump, try them out. Like there, there are way more basketball games this season than football games. And there's oh, like over, <laughs> yeah. There's over four times as many. Yeah, yeah. So, was it yeah, I think San Diego would do probably okay. 
And just to add on to that, they did have another franchise before the Clippers. They had the San Diego Rockets, who relocated in 1971 to Houston, obviously. So they've had teams there, and they've, I mean, I don't know, like, it was kind of early on, like, 1971 is still pretty early on NBA-wise, but I think they would do okay. I don't think they'd do as good as Seattle or Las Vegas and have, like, a rabid fan base, but, you know, they could be, like, a middle of the pack, you know, kind of team, like, uh, I mean, I don't know, they might be the same as Charlotte or maybe even a little bit better than Charlotte, you know? So that's, I don't know, San Diego could work out. It's not my priority, though. I don't think they'd be dragging like some of the teams in the NBA do right now. But Charlotte? Yeah, definitely yeah. not. <laughs> definitely not a priority. And then St. Wow. Louis. St. Louis. Uh, so the, the one thing I wanted to preface before, I think one hard thing about uh, the NBA um, when it comes to expansion is that I'm not sure there really are that many places that they can go that they are, already have it. So a lot of these are more or less just maybes, you know I mean? Like I don't really have strong evidence one, one way or the other other than simply filling in the gaps in the being large populations that don't already have a team nearby. And St. Louis is one of those. Uh, one thing that does make St. Louis easier is that it does already have a venue uh, for hockey. They have a hockey team. The Blues, right? Mm-hmm. The Blues. Won the yep. Stanley Cup last yeah. year. Yeah. Good for them. And... <laughs> Um, so there's already that infrastructure aspect to it. I mean, they already have the infrastructure there. Um, St. Louis, they come out for sports. We already talked about it with football. You mean, um, why not try basketball? I don't think it was, have been, has there been a team in St. Louis for basketball? I don't that think I so. Yeah, I don't um, think so. A really long time ago, I'm pretty sure, but they... I don't know. They've lost a lot of teams, so it kind of doesn't matter, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that the venue part... Okay. I think for the NBA, the venue is what matters most to them. Mm-hmm. And the NBA makes a lot of decisions with the NHL as far as, like, the way that they run their leagues and they collaborate a well, lot. Well, because there already is a lot of overlap with the venues, like you're saying. Yeah, and, like, honestly, making venues multi-use is... Um, it's beneficial to the owner of the of the arenas, too because they're making money either way. And by having more events in there, you know, balancing between an 82-game hockey season and an 82-game basketball season, you make way more money as a venue and you're less likely to end up negative. Because running a, running a facility is expensive. Mm-hmm. So you gotta try and make as much money as possible with it. And I think that that's why, I'd even argue that a St. Louis team makes more sense than a San Diego team. Just because building a stadium is so expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the main reasons that we talked about with St. Louis uh, before one major roadblock was the fact that they was the stadium. You mean when it came to uh, football, mm-hmm. that does not exist for basketball. True. You mean? They already have it there. They already have a venue. All right. Uh, anyone? Any other thoughts? Yeah, Simon, you got anything else about St. Louis? Yeah. Um, so they did have an NBA team. I just looked it up. It was like I said, it was a really long time ago. It was. <laughs> The St. Louis Bombers, they existed for exactly one season from 1949 to 50, and then the St. Louis Hawks from 1955 to 1968. And obviously the Hawks moved to Atlanta, so that happened. Oh, and they did actually win an NBA championship, a title in uh, 1958 as the St. Louis Hawks. And then, you know, obviously the ABA had the spirits of St. Louis. So, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a basketball culture there, and, you know, I'm, there's like you said already, there's a stadium, so facilities aren't uh, much to worry about. So I think 
the people of St. Louis would appreciate a basketball team. Probably wouldn't be, you know, a huge priority, as much of a priority, like y'all said already, as uh, Las Vegas or even Seattle. But a St. Louis basketball team could potentially thrive under the right circumstances. Jesse, do you have anything to add? I think, I think you guys summed it up pretty well. I think St. Louis would be fine. I'd definitely pick St. Louis over San Diego. All right, so that, I guess... What's your, the, what's your the list of honorable yeah, mentions? That's, well, actually, real quick, if you guys want to talk about it, how would you rank those four? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Kind of like what we did yeah, the last Yeah, I think that's a good segue. Okay. It's like, I go Seattle 1, Vegas 2, St. Louis 3, and then, like, a pretty decent drop-off to San Diego 4. Okay. That, yeah, that's, that sums up good. Yeah, it's just, I agree. Because yeah. Seattle would be... It, it would be like they never left. I promise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So. Oh, yeah. Agreed. All right. Should we move on to these honorable mentions? Yep. Let's hear them. And again, similar to what I tried to mention before, a lot of these are more filling in the gaps. Some of them, uh, for instance, for, for some of these, it has to do with venues. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There is, there is venue overlap uh, that could happen. But uh, a lot of these, again, it's just filling in the gaps. So going down the list, you got Kansas City. Maybe, but if you're already putting one in St. Louis and you have Denver, maybe not. You mean uh, Baltimore? But um, oh. again, because uh, I think basketball does very well on the East Coast, right? The 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 yeah. Wizards do well. The the Wizards uh, are okay. Yeah, I mean they do well. So nice. The yeah. Phillies. Then again, Philadelphia comes out for all their sports. Um, yeah. and the New Knicks York, are bad, and they still put butts yeah. in seats. New York loves New York loves their basketball. You mean? The Celtics do well, you know, so why not Baltimore? Maybe you mean um, Cincinnati? <laughs> it's a big city. That's really all I got to say. <laughs> that's really the only reason why I'm going. Okay, all right, yeah. sure. Yeah, Nashville again, just big place. Maybe you mean uh, Pittsburgh though? I think Pittsburgh is interesting. I'd probably rank Pittsburgh a little bit higher because uh, uh, Pittsburgh comes out for their sports. I'd say mm-hmm. Pittsburgh jumps out. Yeah. to me the most out yeah. of all those, especially because they already have the Penguins. And it would be completing the, the they'd be they'd have all four, you know, potentially. Yeah, and if they made them, That's true. If they made them black and silver or black and sorry, black and I don't know what is it, black yellow? What yellow. is it? Gold. Yeah, yeah they would all yellow. be the same colors. So. Yeah, and then but yeah, the the, the other thing I was gonna mention is there's that venue overlap. You mm-hmm. know, they'd have they they'd be able to share the venue with uh, the Penguins, so. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh oh. does stand out a lot more than the rest. Let's let our, uh, our, our Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh expert <laughs> go first. What do you think, Simon, about a Pittsburgh NBA team? Um, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Like, Pittsburgh's not really a basketball town. Like, obviously, Pittsburgh is ran by the Steelers, right? Then, you know, the Pirates and Penguins are, when they are in there because, you know, they've been equally, well, I, I don't know about equally, but they've been successful in the past. And I don't know, I think people would eventually just come out to Pittsburgh games. They might not be like huge fans of basketball per se, but I mean, you never know. I mean, I think Pittsburgh fans are just in general like crazy about the Pittsburgh sports teams and that's what would attract them more. And it wouldn't really be like, oh, cool, like we have a basketball team. It'd just be like, oh, we have another Pittsburgh team that we could all like mob at and <laughs> and support. So I think actually that would work really well, and I could see some rivalries with the Philly even, you know, because I mean I don't know. I uh, I'll just be honest. I don't know how uh, 
how happy 76ers fans could be all the time, but if there's another team in Pennsylvania that might be having a little bit more success, and, you know, you have an opportunity to rep your hometown, that might be the move. Jesse, you have any thoughts? Um, the only thing I think, Simon brought the point, the only thing I can think of is they're just so dedicated to the Steelers that would they be able to, I mean, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal to add another one in there, but that's all I can think of. Um, yeah, but I'd agree with the fact that I don't think 76ers fans are super happy all the time, so um, having nope. another team might, might work. See, I'm going to I'm gonna play devil's advocate, even though I was the one that promoted it. The, <laughs> the Penguins have gone bankrupt multiple times, hmm. and the Pirates are a small market team that don't compete. That ever. can't compete because of they don't have money. So the yep. Steelers honestly financially do way better. And the, the Penguins have always been a successful organization too. Like even before Sid Crosby, they'd won multiple Stanley Cups with a player. Yep. And part of this player's contract, Mario Lemieux, Lemieux, was he was given a portion of the team because they just didn't have money. So he was a player owner. Because that was the only way to keep them afloat and for him to basically pay himself. So there has been financial troubles with Pittsburgh teams before. And I just don't know if the financials of the Pittsburgh area allows for a basketball team to be thrown into the mix on top of the Penguins who people would show loyalty over because hockey's a way more hard-nosed sport than basketball is and even yeah. over the Pirates or the Steelers, for sure. I think, uh, I believe that it's a little bit easier generally for basketball teams, you know what I mean, than hockey. Uh, there's usually a bigger market to pull from. You know what I mean, it's a little bit, it's a much more accessible sport, uh, in my opinion, for, for a lot of people, uh, specifically for reasons that we've already gone over. You know what I mean, quicker games, they're more common. There's less time dedication to it, you know what I mean? So I think, playing devil's advocate to your devil's advocate. <laughs> uh, I think if any sport could break into Pittsburgh, it could be basketball. Fair yeah. enough. Because of that accessibility. Yeah. Of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, I I definitely agree. I mean, honestly, I mean, it is a concern, though, financially. Like, I think if there was to be a Pittsburgh basketball team, they just have to be careful about, you know, when they schedule their basketball games. Like, if it's a Sunday or a Sunday night, um, you best believe most, mostly everyone in Pittsburgh is going to go to a Steelers game than a basketball game, and that's how it's always going to be until, until, until the end. Until <laughs> the end. Until so, <laughs> the yeah. world ends. So, so just, oh, sorry. Am I? No, go ahead. Are you good? Okay. So honestly, if they just schedule it right, you know, hey, Sundays and possibly Saturdays, because you know, university fit sometimes. Uh, are, are off limits and during the football season, you know, schedule accordingly. You know, don't screw yourself over and schedule yourself the same day at the Pittsburgh Steelers game because I guarantee more people will go to the Steelers game than a basketball game. So. Yeah, true. Yeah, and that's, that brings us to the next one that John had um, with an overlapping uh, facility thing would be Nashville. I mean, the Pre Nashville Predators are already in Nashville, so they already have the venue there. But what are your guys' thoughts on a Nashville NBA team? There's a, obviously a conflict with the Grizzlies. You mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but, um, yeah, it's mostly what it is. You know, filling in that gap, you know, Nashville, big market. They really only have 
the closest team to support is the Grizzlies by far. There's, I don't even think geographically there's a closer team to support, <laughs> except maybe the no, no, <laughs> the Grizzlies. I think it make more sense. I think it make more sense if Memphis just moved to Nashville. If I'm being completely honest, perhaps yeah. I just the thing about the Predators is they don't do really well financially, even though they're one of the more successful hockey teams. I mean, you did mention like the access thing, like more people can play basketball, so basketball is an easier sport to get into. And we'll but, get into hockey and its limitations, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the the Preds already don't do well. That's yeah. Plus, plus Tennessee. Like, I'm pretty sure the University of Tennessee is in Nashville, right? No, it's in. Uh, it's not in Nashville. The University of Tennessee is in Knoxville, which is Knoxville. about. It's way east yeah, it's, of it's it. East, yeah, it's northeast of it. Yeah, northeast of it. Okay. Yeah. Appalachian, in the Appalachian. Yeah. Okay. So well, yeah. It, that's closer to nashville than memphis it's no no no, no. it's about the same, about the yeah. same. yeah okay. they're about the same distance so it, yeah nashville's like yeah. right in the middle of yeah nashville's like in the center memphis is over here by arkansas and uh knoxville is near north carolina on the other okay. side so it's like one line <laughs> line yeah. of cities no i definitely agree with code i think if there's gonna be another team in tennessee i think you just gotta move the grizzlies to nashville I personally think that the Grizzlies are good in Nashville or good in Memphis. That's why I'm. Yeah, they're that's fine. what I'm thinking they're too. Fine. It's like they're right. So. They're fine right where they are. Why move them? You know. What I mean? Agreed. So. You have anything else to say about Nashville, Simon? No, not really. I mean, if there was to be a team in Nashville, it'd probably be the Grizzlies. But I think the Memphis Grizzlies are uh, fine, or not even fine. Like they're better than fine, honestly, where they're at right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they already have that history, so I don't know. I don't think another team will be able to survive if they just straight up added another team to Nashville, though. So that's, that's just my opinion. It's the same reason why we wouldn't put a football team in Memphis. Yes, and I think, I yeah. think it's yeah. the exact same. It's the exact same reason, switched. just reversed. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll just breeze through this one real quick. Cincinnati. <laughs> no. Just filling just, in gaps. That's the only no. reason why I brought it up. I would say no. Yeah. I agree. I mean, people barely go to Bengals yeah. games. And they're, they're they're like the only team in Cincinnati. There's the Reds. Yeah, no, people don't go to Reds there. games either. <laughs> but uh. yeah, I I agree. I'd rather honestly have a team in Baltimore than Cincinnati. Well, then let's go to Baltimore. Baltimore <laughs> is a basketball town. Absolutely. Yeah, so the same. Like, like they produce yeah. some of the best basketball players mm-hmm. in the nation, and at one point. There is a high school that had five NBA players starting. Like, five future yep. NBA players. So, I think Baltimore is a pretty good spot, honestly. The only thing that I have a concern with is building a facility. Because Baltimore does not have a hockey team. Well, it doesn't have a hockey team. It and have it just it, I don't think that they would be able to get the funds from the community to build it, honestly. That is, that is also an important portion, is that there are political reasons. You mean, yeah. not political not as in like left-right, as in like simply just yeah. getting the will to build it. You mean, because Baltimore yeah. uh, has not has, has been in the news for not just not being a bastion of wealth, <laughs> I guess you could say. Yeah. There, yep. There's not much money in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah. that's just facts. Yeah. So. <sighs> Also, they have a yeah. superstar in Lamar Jackson that just came in, so I think all of their sport focus wants to go to him, to be honest. So. But in a perfect world, yeah. Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. Baltimore definitely yeah. The, it has the culture for it. They just don't have the money, I don't think. 
I will say that culture yeah. comes from, I mean, if we're talking about basketball, Maryland, the University of Maryland, Maryland Terps, their basketball team has been, it's always good. Um, and I think that that would just be um, another reason of why this culture is so good. And the Wizards do very well. It's probably more likely that people will continue to... It'll probably be easier for people to just commute to Wizards games than it will just build a stadium yeah, in Baltimore. it's not that far away. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a shame, because it'd be cool to have a, you know, Baltimore basketball team. I don't know. I think so. All right. All right. Just, Last one. I guess, wrap up Kansas City. Um, it's. I think for me, it's like a, eh, whatever. One or the other. You St. Know? Louis makes way more sense than Kansas City because of the venue already existing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And plus, Kansas City, this kind of goes into like the. This kind of goes back to like the college established fan bases. Like, if you're a basketball fan in Kansas, or, well, I guess Kansas City would be in Missouri. It's, well, it's close like, enough. It's, 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 yeah. Kansas City, can't, it, it's. Do you know geography of Kansas City? It's right on it's, the border. It's right on the border. Yeah, most most of the city is uh, in Missouri, like the big part of it. But there's a very large part of it still in Kansas. Well, the, like Kansas fans who are basketball fans associate with the Jayhawks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I feel like, True. and this, and I think this is even more different than even Alabama or Auburn. Absolutely. Because, just because the Jayhawks are the only team in Kansas that's. Yeah. Not only the only team, but just the fact of their dominance throughout NCAA basketball forever. Um, I would say, I mean, yes, you can say Alabama has had a dynasty in football for these last, I mean, what, 10 years? But before that, they were terrible. The coming time, we're not good. But Kansas has always been a presence and always been good in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's all the thoughts I have on these NBA expansions. Yeah, do you so, want to, should we rank yeah. these ones too? These honorable mentions? I think Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I think Baltimore won. Pittsburgh too. The yeah. rest, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. And you Baltimore could, won Pittsburgh too. You could even sell Baltimore, honestly. If, I mean, part, part of building facilities, you know, promising potential jobs. Oh, yeah. So you could definitely do something like that where there's, there would be a huge surge in jobs, especially for the construction of the facility, and they could potentially play at the University of Maryland's just arena until it's built, too. That, the, so they could kind of have it concurrently going. So we've seen something happen like this before, and I believe that it could happen. It's just a matter of if it's, if it's sustainable, but that would be their problem once it's built. And I guess another thing to quickly touch on while we're still on it, um, basketball slash hockey venues are much more versatile than uh, than football and baseball. You know what I mean you can do a lot more than just simply basketball and football and basketball and baseball. No, bleh, basketball and hockey in them. You know what I mean, and also there's the the fact that there are so many basketball and hockey games in general. There's more jobs coming for those event staff positions. You know what I mean, so this is getting outside the realm of sports. I mean, this is getting outside the realm of specifically sports, but like from a, from economic incentive, I think uh, basketball and hockey teams are a lot better for communities than uh, football for a variety of reasons we, that we've already touched on. Uh, the accessibility of them, you know what I mean? They're generally a little bit cheaper, you know what I mean? Less time commitment, you know what I mean? And they provide more jobs because there's just so many more games, yeah, you know well, what I mean? we also got yeah. concerts that could come in. Yeah. And mm-hmm. All those things. So... Uh, Baltimore, mm, 
it, I it, think we're think you may even be able to think of a Baltimore team as an investment in the city. You mean? And then for the league? Yeah. So yeah, I'd say Baltimore oh. one. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you can and say then, the same thing about yeah. St. Louis too for similar reasons. You mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Well, that does it for the NBA segment, correct? Mm -hmm. So coming up, we have NHL slash MLB. Yes, we do. Welcome back to the last segment of our special expansion edition episode, episode 28, recorded on April 8th, 2020. We're back here with our special guest, John Walsh. John, we got NHL and a little bit of MLB talk. Go ahead and take the reins. What do we got for the National Hockey League? What does the future of expansion look like? Well, before you go, I just want to mention to all the viewers and everybody, Seattle, the Seattle expansion franchise has been put into play. They will be going into, they'll start being starting play in what, 2020? Or sorry, 2022? So in the year 2022, they will be starting play. So just to keep that in mind as we talk to this, go ahead. So, um, there's a lot of, like we already mentioned, there's a lot of overlap with uh, NBA, mostly in the sense of like the venue, you know what I mean? So whenever a city has a venue for NBA, that generally makes it a lot easier, in my opinion, for the NHL to break into, similar to in the reverse. But uh, the difference is NHL is much more limited and where they can expand for other reasons, mostly cultural. You mean? Uh, it just doesn't, the NHL just simply doesn't do very well the further south you get. You mean? And it's just not as accessible as a sport for most, most people. Most people do not play hockey. You mean? It's a very hard sport to get into. It's expensive. It's expensive. So there's, there's two major limiting factors. And geographically, generally, you're mostly limited to the northern areas. You mean, uh, so the NHL did try and expand southward, and uh, the Atlanta Thrashers are a are a victim of it just flat out not working because yeah. uh, they're they're just not a team anymore. And hockey is just one of the few sports that doesn't work in Texas. <laughs> they have one team, the Stars. Yeah. You mean? Dallas Stars. Yeah, and the Stars are and that's playing frankly they are successful. Texas. Yeah, but I don't. I just really don't think that. They'd be able to build another one. Yeah, exactly. So it, th those are two main considerations. In fact, two of the cities on here are in Canada. <laughs> so Because I'm not saying international for this because uh, the United States and Canada are already in a joined league, essentially. So, like, so yeah, one of these yeah, teams but, is in but Canada. You're right. I mean, a part of the original six was majority Canadian teams. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. So, obviously, uh, we're going to be talking about... This also includes Canadian cities as well. You mean, uh, which we should get that right out of the way. Quebec. You mean, they used to have a team. I know that. Uh, yeah, the and Quebec Nordics became the Colorado Avalanche. That's yeah. why Cody is <laughs> hair flipping in Colorado. Dude, you can still buy Nordiques jerseys. <laughs> so glad. Uh, open market there. That and it's Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, Canadians, they like their hockey. You mean? Yep. <laughs> I'm definitely sure. I think Quebec would be a great place to put a hockey team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it completes the last of the major cities in Canada, except maybe Halifax or Hamilton or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you got Quebec. You mean? Not much else to say other than yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the obviously you know being a Colorado Avalanche fan, we were happy that the Nordiques left, but I know like some people in Quebec weren't necessarily happy. <laughs> oh yeah. So, they, especially because we won with the team that they had. We won two cups with the exact same team that they had. So they definitely should have won some Stanley Cups. 
and I, I definitely think that the fan base is, is there, is there. And you talked about it, definitely culturally, Canada is more receptive to hockey teams, and Quebec is the, the last one of the major cities being, you know, Toronto has one, Winnipeg has one, Vancouver Ottawa, has one, Montreal Ottawa has one, yeah. you know. Edmonton, Calgary, yeah. So yeah. Th- there's already a bunch of teams in Canada mm-hmm. that, especially in like the major cities, and but Quebec is bigger than, I'd say, you know, a handful of the ones that we just listed off. Yeah, you got like London, Windsor, but that's Detroit. So, <laughs> so honestly, I, I think that's a that's a great fit it's for Quebec. Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. Just simply put, I think, yeah, I think. It would be well received there, and it would just fit right in. Seamless. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Portland. Similar reasons. I know this has been on the list before. You mean, but mm-hmm. I think it could work there. It's got that geography element. You mean, it's it's uh, it, it, it it's not in that belt. I would say that wouldn't work. You mean, it's it's high enough north, <laughs> where maybe it could work. The there only thing I the only thing I can bring about it is like we just said, the Seattle team is going to start play in two yeah. years. So I mean. It, there might be enough already in the Cascades. Yes. With Vancouver too, so. I think yeah. it could work not now, Later. but once that Seattle team is settled in, I'd say like give it like five or six years maybe. I could definitely see a team in Portland just because hockey's a lot bigger in Portland, and I feel like there's room for two hockey teams up in the Northwest. And the people in Portland have access to play hockey more than your average American city, I'd even argue. Well, because so. Portland is, uh, like we already said, there's a barrier to entry hockey with hockey. You know, and Portland is, frankly, a wealthier city than most others. You Portland know? fits the bill. Yeah. And also, on top of that, they already have a venue. The Trailblazers. They, you know? they really yeah. do already have a venue. Yeah. Uh, hypothetically. <laughs> um, I mean, you could also even go outside of that. And look, if you're looking for a sponsorship, I mean, the headqu- Nike headquarters is right there. So, I mean, like, they have the... They have the means right there to have a sponsor right out of the gate if they want to sponsor a hometown team. And Nike might want to look into... Uh, Nike doesn't have a strong presence at all, if in any hockey, presence yeah. in hockey. Mm-hmm. And that would be an excellent opportunity for Nike. So I could see Nike definitely supporting it. So this honestly. could be even bigger than just a team. <laughs> exactly. No, it could be... It could be it could send waves through the entire sports industry, honestly. Yeah, so a few, a few years ago... Well, not a few years ago. About a year ago now. I, uh... I did do an expansion hockey survey of people that I just put out there on the internet and see what happened, what came back. Portland was the number one requested place. I, I, at this point, like about a year ago, the Seattle team was still in works, so like they hadn't said yes or no between if they're going to have the Seattle team. So that was with that being said, I mean it was a little bit more skewed, but definitely Portland came out on top by a big big margin in my survey um, as a team that would. Um, be there and I already have the name for them. I mean, I, I put the name option on there too and what came back was the Pioneers, the Portland Pioneers. That works um, nice. I even did it in NHL, but... Um, Hopefully it, they'd find more success than your NHL Yeah, franchise. it's pretty bad. But anyways, um, so, yeah, so the Portland Pioneers is what I would call them. I call them that, just we're talking about that because uh, that's what came back and that's... I mean, I have some facts to back that up now. I have a chart that shows that and that would be... That would be the best. Yeah, I think it could fit very well in Portland. The only thing I... Worry about is you have to wait until that Seattle team gets. Yeah, there's a time. There's gets a time solidified. Yeah, and there is one other team that was in my survey that I see on your list. We'll talk about it when you get to it. Though. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, Anything else about Portland? Love it. That's it. Next up, okay. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. 
Uh, Milwaukee, Midwest, Great Lakes. You mean um, hockey? You mean hockey culture there in 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 the in in that area? And you have there's already a venue there with the Bucks. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, there's already teams in uh, Min- in uh, bleh, Minneapolis and Chicago, but why not Milwaukee? You mean? I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. That I mean, okay, basically. The thing that you have to think about with hockey is culture first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, a lot of people who don't pay attention to hockey love to go to hockey games just because the atmosphere of hockey games is, I think it's unlike any other sport, oh, yeah, if I'm being crazy. completely honest, because it's it's rowdy, it's faster paced than any other game that exists of the big four in the United States. And, you know, so you have that appeal, of course, of people who just want to go and see a hockey game. But, you know, people in Milwaukee play hockey. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that people who play hockey are more long... Those are the people that are going to be your season ticket holders. Mm-hmm. Are the people who've more often than not played hockey and understand the sport to the extent that it needs to be understood for a season ticket holder. So I think Milwaukee is important. And season ticket holders are one of the most important things when deciding where to build a team. Yeah, I think Milwaukee would be great. You have a little bit of a Tri Cities, uh, yeah. Tri Cities rivalry starting there. That name would complete the Midwestern kind of. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Tri City rivalry mm-hmm. three. You have Milwaukee, Minneapolis, and then you already Chicago. have Detroit in there. In Detroit, they do well. Uh, everyone loves to hate the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. So <laughs> and then not good. obviously Columbus too. You know. And I guess that if there's nothing left to say about Milwaukee, that brings us into our next team, uh, Indianapolis. <laughs> so I will start out in saying that this was the other team that came back second in my survey, mm-hmm. Indianapolis. Um, the name was the Indianapolis Racers, which makes it kind of like the Pacers, but it's the Racers. <laughs> Pacers and Racers <laughs> playing at the stadium. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, could be a very big drawing for the fans of, like, it's the Pacers and the Racers. Like, it's, it's pretty close to the same thing. So, Sounds I mean, fun. Yeah, so that, that's just what I want to put that out first and foremost before you say what you think, why you think Indianapolis. I just it was the second, the well, second place for, for my survey. Well, again, you have the venue, yeah. you have the culture, Midwest, Midwest, you know, is in the hockey. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's the culture, there's the venue. You know what I mean there's the support. Indianapolis supports their teams. You know what I mean they support the Colts, they support the Pacers. Uh, they're not fair weather fans. You know what I mean. Yeah, but so you got Chicago, you got Columbus, uh, you got St. Louis, but you no know, one in Indianapolis. You I mean it's kind of it's it's kind of like Alabama with football. You mean <laughs> you got so many teams that are so far away, but they're just not close enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Give them their own. You I, mean? I definitely think mm-hmm. Indianapolis could be a great place. Great place too. Mm-hmm. Is there any other places that you got on there? Or? Not off the top of my so, head. So maybe ranking them. Yeah, maybe yeah, Buffalo. Sorry, <laughs> 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 yeah. Sorry, so we'll cut that. <laughs> So, if I had to put these in order, I'm, th- I'm going to go a little bit different on this one. I'm going to say Milwaukee, okay, number one, because I think that, you know, I feel like they could put the Quebec team in at any time, but I think Milwaukee is important if you want to get an Indiana team. Mm-hmm. Just, okay. I mean, because it's already there and you can get a seamless fit, plus it's not like Portland where you have to wait for the Seattle team to be settled in. You could go... I guess if you're going to put them like in an order of that you should build them, you should go Milwaukee first, you should go Quebec. By that time, Portland would be ready for a team. And by that time, Indiana would be ready for a team. And you could get... This is 
I think this is the only list so far that I think you can easily build all four of these teams into the NHL. And I think it would be, and not only and it not would only, be successful. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not only would it be, would not only could you build these four teams in, but they would also add to the NHL. I think it'd be good. I mean, everyone loves hockey. Why not add four more teams, huh? I love hockey. And I know it's great. Like, I think I like hockey. <laughs> yep. So, so yeah. these yeah. are all bangers. I mean, do you guys have any ideas for? No, I think that's good. I mean, I guess actually interesting. What was what else was on that list that you made that survey? San Antonio. San Antonio. I got no response. Um, so I had let's try five. So if there was going to be another team in Texas, I think it'd have to be Houston. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just threw it out there. So San Antonio, where my other was my other team on there. So I had San Antonio, Portland, Indianapolis, OKC, and Nashville. Well, not Nashville. Wait, Memphis, I think. One of the Midwest teams there. But. I don't think. Uh, I honestly think the Predators would have done better if they went to Memphis instead of Nashville. But anyway, so yeah, that's that was. The, but the, they wouldn't move now. But you know what I'm saying. But the only two that actually made any, like. If you watch the graph, it's a much bigger thing for Portland and then Indianapolis. I just wanted to see what you found. Maybe I didn't think of something. You mean? No, no. Yeah. I just wanted to throw some out there. Yeah. But. Yeah. All right. You guys want to get into MLB? <laughs> yeah, we can go to MLB real fast. John, yeah. give us your opinions on the MLB. Um, I frankly don't think there's much room for expansion in the MLB. I think it's a hard sport to get into. I mean, it's not very. I don't think it's as accessible as football and basketball. Um, it's probably about as accessible as hockey, <laughs> it, and that, and I think there's just it just doesn't do well anywhere where fo- baseball would do well. It already is. That's what I was gonna say. So yeah. baseball, obviously, it's, it's called America's pastime for a reason. Um, I think we can see it's been around for a, it's the longest tenured sport in America, and we can see that based on where they are now, it's probably the best place they can be. And so I would agree with you in the fact that I don't think there's many places for them to expand. Maybe with the exception of Omaha, because they have the College World Series there, and everyone loves the College World Series, and they have the venues already made for it. I think it's the only place I could see it having another professional team in. I could say off the top of my head, possibly Las Vegas. You mean? Yeah, it's just I think that would be a relocation thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I think Omaha is a great fit. We yeah. Jesse and I actually had a professor who worked for a minor league baseball team back when he worked in minor league baseball. It was in Nebraska. I think it was in Lincoln, not Omaha, but it was it was successful. They got butts in the seats, and that's the most important thing. If I was going to say one other place that might work for a baseball team, just because of culture and kind of flexibility with the schedule, would probably be um, Salt Lake City. That's actually what I was maybe thinking about. That I mean, too. I feel yeah. like the demographics, as far as baseball fans go, is like perfect for Salt Lake City. It's affordable, and if you're talking about, I mean, Salt Lake City, you know, baseball is a great game to take a family out to. Oh yeah, and it's way affordable. It's too. a day activity. It's a it's a it's an event. You know, yeah, take me out to the take me out to the ball game. You know, and I think Salt Lake City would be yeah. would be a perfect place for an MLB team. Once again, I think that it would be better to move a team that maybe isn't doing so well somewhere else. Then like expanding. Miami or something. Then, then expanding. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Or, or the Rays, honestly. Yeah. But both the Florida teams don't really do that well. I don't think baseball does well in the South either. I think the only thing that does well in the South is football. Mm-hmm. You know One I mean? thing I do want to say about moving a baseball team anywhere is it's just different from every other professional sport. Well, besides when we talk about it, hockey, basketball, and football, 
in the fact that each team has at least four minor league teams. So every single city that you can think of has a minor baseball minor league baseball team in it, pretty much. Well, yeah, Colorado Springs has one. Right yes. <laughs> so if you think about it, it doesn't matter where you think, there's a baseball team there, and it's a professional baseball team. Sure, it's the minor leagues, but it's still affiliated with a professional baseball team. Mm-hmm. And so if we do a quick math, you're the mathematician here, John. Mm-hmm. There's 30, there's 30 NBA, or sorry, 30 MLB teams, and each one has four to five, four to five minor league teams. How many is that? 38 times four. 30 times four. 30 times 4? Oh, 120. Okay, so there's 120 <laughs> professional baseball teams around the United States. Okay. So I think that's, again, why you don't expand a base, another professional baseball team. Because, like I said, there's baseball everywhere. Like we just did math, 120 teams that are considered, quote-unquote, major league, well, not professional bas- baseball teams. And so I don't think adding teams anywhere um, would help because, like you said, it's a family activity. And families pretty much all over America, if they want to go to a baseball game with their family, can go to a baseball game, whether it's a minor league team or a professional league team, or like a a major league team, I should say. I mean, another thing that we could look at is successful minor league teams. So I think that a place like Oklahoma City wouldn't be that bad of a place to have a major league baseball team, just because their minor league team, attendance-wise, is really successful. So, and they have had, and, and that's at all levels that they've had minor league teams throughout the years because minor league teams, they go up and go down way more often than oh, yeah. anything else, especially like single A teams. They might be around for like a season sometimes. Yep. But you also gotta, you also gotta think too, if you're gonna add a professional league team, like a major league team, you're gonna have to add minor league teams too. So it's a lot of, that's a lot more logistic wise based on how many players are in an organization. But yeah, I think moving is definitely better than expanding. Yeah, I just don't know where you could put another team. So, but yeah, I think that does it for the expansion episode of the cycle. Yeah, we'd like to thank our special guest John Walsh for um oh you're welcome for joining us today to talk about this thing when when, uh, when our sports world is dwindled still. So we appreciate you spending the time to come join us on the podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me. I mean. Uh, yeah, you know me. I just like to talk about random crap. (laughs) 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 Thanks for coming on, and uh, thank you, audience, for tuning in. I'm Cody Stauffer. I'm Jesse Booten. I'm Simon Villanos. And um, we'll see you next time. Tune in for uh, episode 29 of The Cycle. We will be doing our mock draft, um, mock NFL draft, because that is still going to happen. The draft is still going to happen, and we will... Go through me, Simon, and Cody's picks and of the first two rounds and what we think will happen uh, um, the week after. So thanks. Yep. See you next time.